Yo. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you. Dude. <laughs> I think that says it all. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, Obviously, Super Bowl 54 just went down over the weekend. The Niners trying to get number six, but came up just a little bit short of that one. We'll break that one down for you. Um, you know, obviously, you know, everybody wants to talk about this blame pie. There's there's plenty enough blame to go around. We'll 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 break it down, tell you where where we think maybe some of the blame should go. Um the Niners offense, the Niners defense. What happened? Uh we'll break it all everything that went down in Miami. We have all that here on this show. Um, but first, as we always do, ED, I guess it's a Super Bowl edition of what did we learn? You want to start it off? Uh, what did we learn? Losing, uh, losing Super Bowls suck. Man. That's what I learned. There's no other lesson to learn in this one other than when you, when you are there, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. It's too difficult to get in that position. The Niners have had two chances in 25 years and haven't taken advantage of that of those opportunities. So what I have learned, uh, and I already knew, but to, so this is what this new group has learned. You have to get it done in that situation. You cannot leave yourself an exit. There is no exit exit strategy. That's what I learned. What did you learn? Yeah, I I think a couple things. I think um, the Mahomes comeback magic obviously is real, and the Niners aren't immune to it. Um, that, that was one thing that I picked up. And then I don't know if the ghosts of Super Bowls past has left Kyle Shanahan. Um, I, I think there was probably a little bit of that. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so here's the thing, right? If we we were discussing this thing, and if there was a checklist, you you go down the checklist, things that the Niners have to do in order to win this game, right? I'll start first of all with, if you would have told me prior to the game that the final score was thirty-one twenty, I would have think that was a Niners win. Um, I, I thought that the defense was that good; they they would be able to to be able to limit and, and, and to and to hold that that offense. Um, I think you and I talked about it. You you were obviously a whole lot more confident than I was in in terms of this being a two possession ball game. Um and and, and, and you guess what? And and you know what? I, I thought it would be I thought it they would be comfortable. That's what I said the morning of the game. I said the Niners, I said and even I said guys don't stress. I was on the radio in the bed. I said don't stress if even if Kansas City scores first. The 49ers will pound them. When they get hit, these guys are going to drop balls. They're going to realize that this is a this is a different type of defense that they're playing, and they will take the lead, and it'll be a comfortable two-score lead, which is what they had in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a two-score lead in the fourth quarter. The, fourth quarter. the game was going exactly the way I thought it would. But – I'm going to let you finish because there are things that I said they had to do and they didn't do it in the fourth quarter. So you keep going. 
So the, the final score, right? If you'd have told me that was the final yeah. score, I would have thought that was a, a Niners win. If you'd have told yeah. me they would have got to Mahomes four times, I would have thought, I would have thought that that could be a fact. Four times combined with the fact that I thought maybe they could turn them over once. They turned them over twice, right? Yeah. So four yeah. four four times, you know, four sacks. You you create the two turnovers, um, and then offensively you you rush for a hundred over a hundred yards. Obviously, you get close to. Um, you get close to 150. Um, I, I, I thought that w- those would all be recipes uh, for for success. Um, and, with, and, with, and with turning the ball over, obviously you win the turnover battle, right? Um, which is something they didn't do. It ended up being even, but that last interception was kind of a wash. Jimmy ended the game just trying to make a play, obviously. Um, and, and so I, I, I thought, you know, there are a number of things that happened and I figured, wow, this this has to be a win. And then also, going back to what you just said a minute ago, up 10 in the fourth quarter with, you know, 10 minutes to play, um, I thought, oh, for sure, you know, you got them right where you want them. Um, before we get to the fourth quarter, because obviously there, there's a lot to talk about there, there's Twitter obviously has been going crazy, right? Um, you know, they 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 want to blame the officials. They want to they, they want to blame. Oh yeah. Um, and and there there were some missed calls. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, you know, there there obviously there a lot of a lot of attention was on the, the holding calls that weren't called. There were a few rollouts where Mahomes went out and, and and there was no holding call. There there were some some calls. Um, there were some that went against the Niners. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and blame this game on the officials, though. I, I want to go to the end of. Uh, I want to go to the end of the first half, right? Kyle, okay. Kyle's okay. decision not to take a timeout there. That's been a huge topic of discussion. Um, I was on my couch just like John Lynch was up in his box, uh, signaling for a timeout when when Niners came up with that stop. Uh. They didn't call the timeout. Shanahan elected not to call the timeout there. I don't necessarily know that I liked it, but I got it, right? Like, I understood it. Like, after a while, I was like, hmm, scratching my head. I had a buddy over here, my old roommate from college. We were watching the game together. Him and his kid, his kids came over. Um, my little brother, his girlfriend came over. Like, we, we were all just kind of watching the, watching the thing. And, and I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, no timeout there. I'm like, okay, I get it, right? They're punting from the 50, right? So if – if this one and it almost ended up being a coffin corner situation or or a situation where they pin the Niners deep in, in terms of them having it on their own one or two yard line, that's a situation obviously you don't want to be in with a short field and then have to have to give them the ball back with a short field because remember they had all three of their timeouts as well. So I wasn't necessarily mad at the timeout there, but the timeout after the first run or the non-timeout after the first run, right? You you call it you call a running play on first down, they pick up maybe a couple, no timeout there. You run it again on second down, no timeout there, although the Chiefs took a timeout, which was interesting. Um and then that shut, that set up the whole the whole Kittle play, the the OPI, which we'll get into in, in a second though. But the the clock management there in that situation, I, I, how did you feel about it? I didn't like any of it. Okay. I didn't like any of it, and this is why. Uh, when you talked about, um, the, you know, the initial part, they'd be they'd be punting from the 50-yard line, and you have this possible coffin corner, and then your offense uh, could possibly um, not be able to move the ball, and then Kansas City gets the ball back. Okay, so number one, that right there, that statement itself, if that's your belief, you're showing a lack of confidence in your offense. That's number one. Number two. That same scenario, 
by not doing that, by not saying that we want to get this ball with as much time as po- with as much time as possible, you're telling your defense, which had held the most explosive offense that the league has had this year, to ten points. Yeah. Um, and were in control of that offense and that first half. They the, defensively they were in control. You're telling them, I don't trust that you can't stop them from scoring when they had been stopping them from scoring the entire half. Okay, so the mindset that you put your club in by making that it's showing a lack of faith in what they can do, because everybody just like we were sitting there looking at it like, why are you letting this time go off? Do you not think the offensive and defensive players were looking at it like, why are we not trying to score? Okay, so that that, that's that's part of it as well. You're dealing with professionals that understand the game the same way we're sitting there analyzing it. You're on the sideline like, what is this dude doing? That's a part of it. Now, you have no control of it, but it does play into your psyche. So I thought that that was a mistake in that situation. And I was asked about Kyle's game planning and some things that he'd done. And I said, I think that that, that's the one thing right before the half. That's the one time that I thought, okay, he should have been more aggressive. Right now, you need to – right now, don't, don't do the coaching thing. Don't outsmart yourself. Try to annihilate this team. You need to be trying to score and using every second that you have to score. So that right there I thought was a mistake. That was my thoughts on that part of the game. There were things in the second half where I thought he should have been more Kyle, but that's what I said. Someone asked me, do I think he should have been more aggressive? I said, yes, at the, at the end of the second half, he should have been more aggressive. In the second half, he should have just been more Kyle Shanahan. He wasn't himself. And that's what cost him offensively. Yeah, and it was weird, right? Times where he probably should have been more aggressive, he was more conservative, and times where he could have been, quote, or should have been, quote, more conservative, seemed like he was a little bit more aggressive. Um, I, you know, I, I, I thought he probably should have called a timeout. I didn't hate it, though. I I, I think, it for me, it was compounded when after first down, um, after the first down run, they didn't take a timeout because then you let the clock run all the way down to twenty something. You get another, uh, you get a run, but it was a pretty big run, um, and and you have well, an opportunity. Well, you know for... what? I'm sorry for cutting you off there, man. You know the thing that I saw, what that entire sequence showed me is that he made up his mind that he was content with ten ten going into the half. He was so content that's, that's... with ten ten, but but it almost it almost worked because he, he he dials up that play for Kittle. On the OPI, and all of a sudden they're in field goal range, and it's like, wow! Like he almost got out of there, out of there with three points and the lead, despite. But it, did, but it didn't work. It didn't work because of his coaching decisions. It, it it would have if it had worked, if not for the pass interference, which um, that was pass interference on Kittle, and that's Kittle's fault. Kittle was in great position. That was a good ball. That was the best ball Jimmy threw all night long, um, and Kittle has to make that play. Kittle, you're an All Pro, and I'm saying it. You guys can tell him I said it. You are an all-pro. You are a pro bowler. You are the best receiver on the team. You are a star, and this is a star moment. You cannot push off in that situation. Just run through. Run through. Make the play. You had the guy stacked. He's on your back. You have to now be that all-pro receiver and not push off in that situation and get the penalty. It was a penalty. Everybody's crying about, well, they shouldn't have called it. Well, no, he shouldn't have done it. That's what happens when you put yourself in that situation. You leave it up. It's a judgment call, and you leave it up to the judgment of the referee. And just because he didn't decide to do it 
in the Minnesota uh, New Orleans game doesn't mean that he doesn't have to do it in this game. Yeah. It was a penalty yeah. in both in both situations. It was a penalty, and they decided to call it in this one, and they could because it was. So Kittle can't make that play, and that play was not there because of Kyle Shanahan's decision making. That's because Andy Reid took a timeout. Why? Because he's saying if there is a chance, that's the difference in the mentality. Chance, go if there's it. a chance for my offense to score, I'm going to take it. I'm going to trust that my defense can get it back and I'm going to give it to my offense. Kyle did the exact opposite. Yeah, and, and so the the OPI, and this is where we disagree, and, and, and you said it, you, you went back to the Minnesota game, and, and my whole thing is it's the it's well, two things, right? It's the same play from the Minnesota game, one, and two, if if there's hand fighting like that, like if if the defender didn't have his hands on him at all and Kittle just pushed off like that, then – I would be more inclined to say, yeah, absolutely. That's offensive pass. That's OPI. But the fact that there the, there was hand there was hand fighting uh, down the field and Kiffin obviously trying to create that sep- that separation, but he was he was being held. It was similar call to what happened in the Minnesota game. I thought I thought frankly it was it was a bad call. Um, okay, now now let me tell you something else. Okay, hand fighting. Like, like if he didn't a- if he didn't have his hands on him at all, then I I would absolutely a hundred percent, a hundred times out of hundred well, times that's that's OPI. But Sorensen, the, the the linebacker there, had his hands on him. Like he he yes, was holding. He did. He, and, and for that reason, I don't but, think but, that the OPI should have been called. Well, you do realize his hands was on him because Kittle pushed him more than once. So if you push me, I'm going to pull you, and that's a part of it. And that, that's why that's why this that that's a that's in the game. You have to give a defender and, and guys, trust me, I would have loved for it to be a penalty. You know that. But you have to give a defender an opportunity to make a play as well. You can't just push him off and then to to gain to, to maintain an advantage. And that's what Kittle tried to do. Kittle has to stack this guy once once that's that's the thing. And you saw it on you saw it on the play that Sammy Watkins did on uh, got on Sherm. He beat him at the line of scrimmage, and then what did he do? He cut him off. Now, offensively, see, defensively, they call that a penalty because they'll say you're impeding the progress. Offensively, you can do they it. don't call it. It's not a penalty. It's just it's a good route, but it's the same thing because what happens is once I get in front of you, you can only run as fast as I'll allow you to run because if you run up my back, it's past interference. Kittle should have stacked him as opposed to trying to push him off. And the reaction, it's just like you. If you are walking, if we, if you're just walking down a hallway and I push you and almost knock you down, you're going to reach towards me and grab me to hold on to keep from falling. It's, it's, it's just a natural reaction. Referees understand that. So that's the difference. When he's pushing, the guy's going to pull. Kittle was pushing him off. Kittle completely extended to maintain an advantage instead of running his route. That's Kittle's fault. That's not a bad call on the referee. And and I understand that you've seen times where they didn't call it. Remember, pass interference is a judgment call. So sometimes the ref is going to say, in my judgment, it was too much. Sometimes he's going to say, in my judgment, it wasn't enough. But that doesn't negate the fact that it's a foul. He did it, and the ref decided to call it. If he hadn't called it, again, I would have been saying, hey, guys, and um, I would have been been telling everybody from Kansas City, 
you know what? It's a judgment call, and the ref decided it wasn't enough. It's a foul, but it's 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 in his judgment. Should, that was, that should was, it have been reviewed? Should it have been reviewed? Uh, if it had been reviewed, it would have been the same thing. It was. It would have actually been. It would have. So just like been, Minnesota, because they didn't call pass interference on the field, they reviewed it and they did not overturn it. So in this case, it probably would end up being the same situation. Is what you're yes, reason. Yes, reason being, it's a judgment call, and that's the thing about it. That that's one of those things. It's not the letter of the law. It's the judgment. It's a judgment call. It's not a. It's not. Did he have two feet in? Did he cross the plane? Um, did he have possession? It's not one of those type calls. So it's it's straight judgment. So did did you see this guy? And do you believe he impeded this guy's ability to make a play? How can you overturn that? So that's the thing about it. So is it is it to the letter of the law? His full extension, um, you know. Uh, in some way impeding a guy's progress to make a play on the ball. Did we see that happen? Yes. So now the question is, did it affect that defender? Well, looked like it did. So now you have to, now there's nothing you can do to change that. So what that's Kittle's fault. Don't extend, don't push him, just run through and make the play. The ball was, you saw it. The ball was perfectly played. It was a great ball. All he had, all Kittle had to do was keep running. He did not have to push off. He that that's 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 the equivalent of DB panic mode. When you've done everything correctly, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. All you have to do now is finish the play. Kittle did everything correctly. The ball, the protection was there. The ball was thrown perfectly. The route was run. All he had to do was finish the play, and he pushes off of a guy unnecessarily, and he cost his team. That's on Kittle. I, I, you know, it might, I might not be popular saying it, but that's on Kittle. And I know t- Twitter has been all over me like, oh, you don't know and you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. It was a penalty on Kittle. That's his fault. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if, if you're on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow button. If you're an Apple user, you can subscribe. Uh, you can give us a rating. You can give us a review. Um, as we break down Super Bowl 54 here, Rashawn Haylock alongside Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. 10-10 uh, at the half, right? That, that takes us to the, the second half. Um, they were able to turn They were able to turn over Mahomes twice, right? Fred Warner ends up coming up with one interception. Um, and, and they turn that into seven. And, and, that, and I've been preaching this, E.D., all season long, right? Turnovers. Yes, you you, you got to turn them in. You got to turn them into seven. Um, at the very least, you want to get points, but it's imperative, in my opinion, to turn them into seven as opposed to threes or nothing at all, um, which is what we saw after the more uh, interception. Um, Tavarius Moore comes up with the second interception of the game, and I had had to go back and watch this one, right? So you talk about adding insult to injury. Obviously, getting ready for this podcast, you know, early this morning, late last night. I, I, I go back and, and watching the game again, and I remember thinking, oh, thinking wow. at, the, at, at, nice. the, at the time, yeah, I know, right? Just painful. Um, I remember, I remember thinking at the time, man, if he just runs it to the outside, like you know, there there was some green out there, but I mean, the interception obviously is the most important thing. So you come back, right? Uh. They go five and out, right? They 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 come up with it's they come up. I think Raheem Moore gets six, 
and then they go play action. They hit Kittle for a first down, um, and then you run it, and then uh, I think there may have been an incompletion in there, and then on third down there was a false start, so then you end up with a third and in, in 15. Um, and then Jimmy G scrambles, and he's pushed out of bounds. And a lot of a lot of people, Kyle Shanahan, that whole Niners sideline was screaming for a penalty there. I didn't think that was a penalty. He was still in the field to play. He got pushed kind of hard, which, you know, the defender should have done. Yeah. We, we talked about how the Niners, if they had that opportunity against Mahomes, to, to do it, to take advantage oh. of it. Oh, and they did, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that first said, drive, first, or that first, second drive, Jimmy Ward. The first time he ran the ball, yeah. the first time he ran the ball they, they, they tried to knock the, the ghost out of his body. Everything yeah. went flying. Yeah, Jimmy Ward came up with that big-time shot there. Um, So you don't get any points out of the interception. And in a weird way, as I watched the game the second time around, um, you know, a little bit removed from, from you know, all the hoopla of Super Bowl Sunday and all that. In a weird way, that interception did more to propel, to energize, uh, gave more momentum in a weird way to Kansas City than it did the Niners. Um, it was, I think it was, I think it was Kittle after the game that said that was a turning point. It was a huge turning point because not only, not only do you not – not only do you not score, but you don't eat up any clock. That drive lasted about a minute, right? And I remember being uh-huh. being here and um, I, I looking at looking at, at at my old roommate, and he's 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 an official. He does college college games and and high school games out here, and so we were kind of going back and forth about the calls, and um, and he was shocked about just the Niners being up by ten at that point. How Mahomes, you know, was looking out of sorts. And I'm like, well, why are you surprised? You know, like, like at this point, I'm feeling so good. Like, I don't even think you understand how good I'm feeling at this point. Like, I got up off the couch. I went to go get me some dessert. Like, <laughs> I, I'm feeling good, like hella good at this point. Because um, I'm like, okay, it's it's 12 minutes left, up by 10. You just got an interception. I'm like, you you can't script this any better for this Niner team, right? You got them exactly where you want them, right? I'm, and I'm clapping. I'm like, all right, here we go, O-line, running game. This is your game right here from from here on out. Th- this is it. This is your game. This this where we, we put the baby to bed, right? They ran the ball two times after that. Twice. That's it. And of course, and that, Mahomes, Mahomes that, did what he did, and that, and that, yeah, that, that right there, like that's the difference. Like at that point, I'm like, you got him right where you want him. You you chew up some clock. I'm thinking a four minute drive here. You end up with three at the very least. Like they didn't have any, you know, they really didn't have any answers for the running game all game. That that Chiefs defense didn't. Um, and and I'm thinking you got him right where you want him. You go five plays and out, and then. Chiefs come down and score, obviously, and then on the very next drive, you go three and out. So right, so now you're dealing now. Now not only is momentum on the Chiefs' side, but now you're dealing with a tired defense, right? Um, you add everything up, they were on the field for about ten minutes in that fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and that's where now that we're in the second half, that's why I said before the half I don't think Kyle as a coach was aggressive as a play caller I don't think he was aggressive enough I, I don't think he showed enough enough belief in his squad and in the second half I, that's what my my comment about him not being Kyle Shanahan enough Kyle. of himself 
he wasn't Kyle. So those those scenarios that you just just gave, what what we saw and we were saying that they had to do was just be themselves. This entire week leading up to this game, you asked me so many times, what is it? And I was like, right now you do what you do. You heard, you've heard me say that we would go into games and we would run the exact same defense until you showed us you could do something. Like we, we, and we did it in the Super Bowl. We didn't go in there and do anything differently than we had done the entire season, than we had done against Dallas, against any. We, we played the way we played, period, defensively. Offensively, they played the way they played. The thing that had gotten them to that point, and this is this is what happens. And, and I heard you mention something earlier. You were talking about we're going to get into, you know, the, the ghost of Super Bowl pass. Um, just because you're not throwing the ball doesn't mean that you're not being aggressive. The most aggressive part of the of the 49ers offense was not their passing game. It's their oh, run game. It's, it was it was the bully ball that they played. Yeah. It was beating people up. It was being it was like just disrespecting people. And even in this game, it was still working. Um, and at some, I thought Kyle was going to feed the, the Chiefs the ball, make them eat the ball the same way he made Minnesota eat it, the same way he made Green Bay eat it. He decided that I'm going to throw the ball. Uh, now, was it there? Yes. So this is the thing everyone's saying that Kyle Shanahan's play calling sucked and all this stuff. No. If you go back and you look at it, especially Chris, Chris if, Jones made some good plays on the defense. Well, well, but well, Chris Jones made some plays knocking some balls down. But also, if you look at if you look at the if you look at the coaching state, you're going to see because the television copy doesn't show you. If you look at the coaching state, you're going to see on on multiple times there were wide open receivers. Yeah, uh, Gar- Garoppolo just made up his mind that he was taking a check down or he was taking an underneath route or he was just going to take a shot when there were plays right there that Kyle had designed that would move the chains that could have been big chain big plays he he locked in like he he locked on the guy like, yes I, he I did I didn't like I don't I, I, he's I've seen him do that a few times this season but it was it, it was almost every drop back like, uh, well, got, we, we, well we have to say this this is the thing and it's uh, and it's not anything other than evaluating the film I, I Jimmy is the quarterback moving forward. You know, I've always said that Jimmy can win for this team and people are crazy talking about it. But this is a situation where uh, the moment was bigger than him. Yeah. You have to be bigger than the moment. I'm not saying he choked. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying he had he had bad plays in big moments. Um, it is not about pressure and all this pressure is always there. Pressure is always going to be there in every game. It, it doesn't matter if it's the first game of the season or the Super Bowl. The pressure is always there. You you feel it or you apply it. Um, so it's about it's about doing your job in the moment. So he, can he handle the pressure? I've seen him handle the pressure, so I'm not even questioning that. But you can't have a bad day in these situations. So offensively, Kyle did put up some situa- put him in situations to where he had some easy throws. He had some completions. He had opportunities to keep those chains moving. Uh, but that was that's not who Kyle had been in that situ- the, the entire season. Kyle Shanahan had been a guy, and we know we talked about it. If Brita was eating people up, give him the ball. Him if the it ball. was COVID, give him the give ball. Him if it ball. was monster, give, give him the, the ball. ball. If it was a game where if it was a game where Kittle was eating people up, give him the ball. And this was a game where it wasn't a passing game. It was a run game that was doing it. So why didn't you make them eat it? 
So Kyle was uncharacteristically not himself in that situation. And I think that put, as you said, that put the defense in a bad spot. Now flip over to the 10 minutes on the field for the defense. The thing that I said about them defensively, you have to make, we talked about this. You got to make the ball come out on time in front of you and tackle. And they had done that for two, for yeah. three and a half quarters. But that's but when you started was, to see some of the missed tackles and stuff. On you on, started to yeah. see, and you started you started to see guys get to Mahomes, but they couldn't get him on the ground. What did we say? When you get there, you got to get him. You got to get him on the ground. And they previously they had been getting to him and getting him on the ground or making him get rid of the ball. And now they were just a step slower, and they couldn't get him on the ground. He extend plays. And those extended plays turns into the Kobe rules. We said, if you allow him to extend it, he's going to make a play. And that extends a drive and you get more gassed and it becomes more difficult. And that's exactly what happened down the stretch. And it's a combination of what happened offensively. You're trying to allow your quarterback to make these plays, but that, but we've seen it. And I talked about it. One of the great things about Kyle is that we saw, like, in the Seattle game, my quarterback is not doing it. I'm going to take the ball out of his hands. Yeah. He should have taken the ball out of his quarterback's hand. The run game, is it, that was effective. It had gotten you there. It was not time for Jimmy to be the MVP. Hey, Jimmy was not going to be the MVP of that game if you're going to win it. And he should have moved on. He didn't, and that's on Kyle. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. there so there's – it was it was so it was so uncharacteristic. It was it was weird because you you're watching the game and, and I'm watching the game and I'm like, what am I watching right now? Like, what is this? Like, you know, like it, you, it's like you're looking at somebody in a mirror and you don't recognize that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you, you don't recognize who they are. You're looking at somebody face to face and you don't recognize who they are. Like, it was it was very very strange and, and very uncharacteristically. Um, Kyle Shanahan, the way this this 2019 season uh, ha- had transformed, like that 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 was not who the Niners are in that fourth quarter. Um, it wasn't. It, it was so out of character, and and I think that's what made it so much tougher because it's like, dude, you throw you throw the ball eight times against Green Bay, and and I know everybody was 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 all on Jimmy's head, and it's because Kyle don't trust this that and the other. No, like. The running game was working. Like, you heard guys talk about it all week long. You heard Emmanuel Sanders. You, you heard Kittle talk about it multiple times throughout the course of the season. Dude, if I don't touch the ball, it doesn't matter if we're running it like that. Um, Emmanuel Sanders said something. He was talking to Dion on, on NFL Network. He said, you know, you, you make that block and the running back goes past you. That's almost, if not just as good of a feeling as you get scoring a touchdown. Um, now, and, all of- and that was how this team was made up, you know? Well, but – but all of that, all of that is true. And so now, and so think about everything that you said, that's, that's the individual players. And that's the mindset that you have to have in your veteran players and your rookies. Everyone has to take pride. Remember, I always said, you got to know your role and you have to take pride in your role and you have to understand. And that's a part of taking pride. That's a bet. Sanders saying that, see, that's, that's why the young players, the Debo's, the herds are going to understand that making that block is important. It doesn't show up in the stat sheet. It's just like when I played corner. That's how. That's what Ronnie and, and those guys, Ronnie Lott and Eric Wright and Keena and Matt Miller, they, these guys taught me that when you go up, and I guarantee you to this day, this isn't patting myself on the back, it's just I guarantee you guys I played with 
played against will tell you. When I saw a big 300-pounder coming around the corner, I was trying to crack his sternum. Yeah. Because I got to take him out so that my linebacker or safety can scrape and make the tackle. I wasn't going to show up in a stat book. My shoulders hurt to this day. My neck hurts to this day. <laughs> my neck still hurts from a hit that I did on Green Bay on the goal line where I had to hit, where I had to take on these pulling the tackle and the tight end pulled around. And I had to take them on on the goal line so that my safety could make the tackle. But you know what? We made the tackle. And, and they kicked the field goal. And you do that at 180 pounds. Why? Because that's what you're obligated to do. And that's what these guys understand. So you're talking about the individual player. Now, guess what happens? If the coach doesn't put me in position to do those things, they don't come about. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Kyle deciding that he's going to play the game a different way. So this has nothing to do with the pride of the players and them being if, – if Kyle's not calling those running plays, they're not those there. guys can't, they can't do that. They, they're not there. Yeah. They, can't, they, they can't come in and play that bully ball if you're not putting them in position to play bully ball. And that's what I think he did wrong. Yeah, he, he kind of finessed it a little bit. And, and, and going back to, to, to your point about taking on alignment, Steve Weich – told us that earlier this season got at home if, if you missed it go back and listen listen to that about how ed took on uh larry allen uh, the cowboy keep, keep in mind larry allen was he was about close to like three and a half bills and, and, and obviously one of the best offensive linemen to ever lace him up um but but ed see why sharing stories about how ed um t- took on that guy um you said it earlier right like yeah, we, we can talk about how we also got to give the Chiefs some credit. Like they like they made plays. Right? Like Chris Jones had two very huge, um, you know, deflections at the line of scrimmage late in that fourth quarter. Um, Pat Mahomes, you talk about how how the, the that that Niners front couldn't get to him late, or they would get to him late but couldn't get him down on that third and fifteen. Um, he didn't. Yeah, even, we got we got to talk about third and fifteen because Twitter is. Is going crazy on third and fifteen. Yeah, and 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 this one in the, in the, in our preview, like th- this is one of the things that I talked about. This th- like those are the types of plays that that had me just so nervous when, in terms of thinking about him because you've seen him be able to 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 make magic out of those sorts of plays. But it's unbelievable. Like like if you if you see that third and fifteen, he didn't even give the Niners front a chance to get to him. Like he went. Like he went like I don't know if you're a video game guy, Ed, but like he went like full on Tecmo Bowl or like the early Madden days, where like you would take your quarterback and you would just have him back all the way up, all the way up, all the way up, and then finally exactly. release it and throw a bomb all the way down the field and have your wide receiver catch it. Like, like he, that's exactly what he did. Like he took like a, a, a 11, 12 step drop. Like it was insane, yes. insane. Yes, now, see, that's understanding. Uh, that's understanding. Um, that's understanding the defense that you're going against, the speed of the people that you're going against, and the depth of the route that you're trying to run. So you have to create that time. It's the Drew Brees thing. I mean, Drew Brees. Well, everyone's talking about seven-step drop, and you know where it's going to be. Drew Brees drops back like 10, 12 yards. He's he's always done it because of his height. And with this release and everything, that's that's something that Sean Payton kind of designed into that offense to where it's going to take longer for you to get to him, but he has the arm to make up for it, that distance. 
because it's going to be longer routes down the field. And that's what they did. So you're absolutely right. They know third and 15. We can't line him up. You, this can't be some seven-step drop depth. So he continued to backpedal, yes, down the field. Now everyone else is talking about, well, you know what, Tyreek Hill lined up off sides. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I don't care what the blue line says, what you see on television. The blue, the blue line is unofficial, folks. Just well, so well, you know, know what? Even even if the blue line was official, he's not. He wasn't offside. You know why he wasn't offside? Because the ref said he says he's not offside. Still, position guys are well, going to check look, every play, right? Yeah. You're going to check. You're going to check, and you're going to line up, and you're going to you're going to look at that ref, and if he says okay, he will he will tell you to back up. To, to you can get close. He'll tell you if he says you're okay. Then guess what? It's legal. So everyone stop talk, worrying about whether or not it was a legal play. Yes, it was a legal play because the ref said it was a legal play. It's just like when I when I used to press. I literally when I got a young guy that didn't know how to get off the line of scrimmage, I would literally line up with my toes on the line of scrimmage as close as I. I when Tory Holt first got in the league. He had no. He would come and give you his chest and just look delicious. He would look like I'm talking. He would look like a brand new donut <laughs> on the line of scrimmage because he he had no idea coming out of college how to get off the line of scrimmage. And when he first got to the Rams, I would literally literally stand. Told, he would get on the ball just like Tyreek Hill. Now, what the Niners should have done when Tyreek Hill got on the ball like that, you should be in his face, beating the hell out of him because he's giving you his body. And I would line up toe-to-toe on a guy like that, and I would, just like he points to the ref, I would point to the ref. Am I good? Because if he's good, that means I'm good. And now guess what? You are not going to run down the field 40 yards, Tyreek Hill, because I'm going to have my hands in your chest. That's on the defense for not doing that. So that was a legal play, number one. Number two is third and 15. You cannot jump the underneath route. It's third and fifteen. So that that, that was, e man that jumped the underneath that, route, that, and then and that, Jimmy Ward yes. was pushed inside, and Tyreek broke it back out outside to where Jimmy Ward should have been. So so everyone is beating up Jimmy Ward for that play. Well, you see Tyreek coming up, and that is one of the biggest plays. We talked about that leading up to this game that they're going to get in in long uh, in long situations. They're going to get in trips. They're going to put Tyreek Hill at the two other three, and he's going to run through your zones. So now you have to understand that that's happening. That's exactly what they did. But now you get Jimmy Ward one-on-one -on -one with Tyreek Hill. That's not the position that you want to be in. And when he cut back, he should have been cutting right back into E-Man. That should have been an interception. Third and 15, there's no way they're supposed to throw a ball over your head. That should have been an interception. That's bad defense. Yeah. That's not on the refs. That, and every, and then on that play as well, everyone's talking about, well, there was a hold on Bosa. If you look at the end zone copy, not the TV copy, not the Super Bowl replay, if you look at the coach's film, the end zone copy, what you're going to see, Bosa took an inside stunt. So he's going inside, and as he's, he's going inside, and then Fisher, the tackle, tries to block him Bosa did what he does he did a great job of knocking the guy's hands down so the guy's hands ends up low but Bosa is still taking an inside um he's taking an inside course to loop around on the other side the opposite side of um of the quarterback of Mahomes and in doing so he runs in I believe it was Armstead 
who destroyed the guard on the opposite side. And Bosa, because of that push you got up the middle, Bosa bumps into this guy. So it looks like he's being held. It's his own momentum. He's not being held. He wasn't held on that play. He came in, he took an inside course and knocked the guy's hands down and then ran into, got pushed into the up opposite side. And Mahomes was continuing to backpedal, as you said, at, at, at um, the beginning of all of this. Now the ball's thrown down the field. And with all of that happening up front, with him, with Tyreek Hill lining up where he, you know, where everyone's saying he was offsides, doesn't matter. It was a legal play. Ref said it was a legal play. Um, and that that's what makes it a legal play. If they if they don't say you're offsides, then it's a legal play. Number and it, everything should have ended with the ball being knocked down. At the at the least, it should have been knocked down but because you were in the perfect home. defense. Yeah, you were in the perfect defense for it, and you blew the coverage. That's that right there can't happen. But that that's the thing with young players. So is that is, gotta, is that like? I don't know. I can't help but like seeing the mistakes in the fourth quarter. Like I can't help but to think fatigue played a huge role, right? Because and it, it, you you see like you see missed tackles. You didn't see the first three quarters. You're seeing, um, you know, blown assignments that you didn't really see in in, in the first few quarters. You're seeing you know missing missing assignments, uh, poor execution, um, things that this defense was not necessarily doing earlier in the game. Now they're on the field, you know, for an extended period of time, they're spent. Like I, I got, I, I don't. I, you you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but but I I, I got to. I, I tend to think like fatigue somewhat plays a factor in, in all this. Uh, fatigue can play a factor, and also youth. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, that's yeah, that's a situation yeah. where um, you you have to count both both of those factors in there. Because yes, guys are out there, um, but then that moment, you have to be prepared for that moment, and you can't give up that play in that moment with those situations coming you have to make that play and and they you know that's that's one of those things i mean e-man is a young player um and the focus can sometimes not be there it, and uh, that's what i say there's youth involved in that there's also as you said there there's fatigue that that's involved in that um, because because the the fatigue can prevent you from being focused on every single play. It's one of those things that you have to prep yourself for. Uh, it was that same thing I was saying about beast mode. You know, being being physical like that, it's it's not it's it's conditioning physically, also mentally, and that and that's the thing about it. Like you got to be prepared to make that play and understand the importance of every single play throughout the playoffs. One thing that you and I have harped on that there are no plays off. There are no there are no plays off because every play could be that play. Could be that play. And, and we are and we're talking about this one. Why? Because that possibly was that play. Because everything that was done and on that play, it it's one of those situations where you had an opportunity. If you play the coverage correctly, you have an opportunity to play that play. Uh and and win. And now Every 49ers fan is upset with me for saying, well, that wasn't a hole and that was this and the refs were cheating. Like, all of that is irrelevant because you can, a flag can be thrown probably every play for a hole. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't thrown. Was well, it interesting no with all of these, like people talking about the penalties, the cause and no cause? This should have been a call. This should have been a hold. That shouldn't have been OPI. That should have been OPI. The one, the one play that was not caught that stood out to me was the, the Williams touchdown. 
um, on the the uh, when he came coming out of the backfield, and, and there was Kelsey. Um, there was a, a a blatant pick there that that was not called. I thought that was. I think Troy may have mentioned it on the broadcast a little bit, but they really yeah, the didn't pick talk route. About, yeah, they they didn't talk about it at all. Like Kelsey, like as soon as he stepped off the line of scrimmage, like he put his hands like right into Sherm, um, and and that like that that wasn't called there. Like that that was the only thing that. That one in the OPI, those those are the ones that kind of were like, kind of yeah, stuck the o- in, in, the in OPI, yeah. Well, for me, the, the OPI is a non-call for me because the OPI that's that's just that's just a flat out that's flat out pass interference. It's it's, it's no different. I mean, when we talked about the Saints game, you and I had the conversation, and and what did both of us say? That was like that's pass interference, right? Well, yeah, we both thought it was pass interference, okay. and so, so that changed so why, that changed so my mind. It. <laughs> so hold on, but, but no, but hold on, hold on. Why do you think that that one was pass interference? It was a blatant push. Why do you think that was pass interference and this one wasn't? It was the exact same play. That it, now because they didn't call that one and did call this one doesn't mean that this wasn't pass interference. Kittle, that was offensive of pass interference on Kittle. That was offensive of pass interference on Rudolph. That was a horrible call. They, they screwed the Saints. That was a horrible call. They, they got it right. It was offensive pass interference. Now, and on and on that pick route, you know, I might have to go back and look at that and see because, you know, that that's I hate that they have that in. But if you don't get beyond two yards, then you can actually block because you know they want this scoring. Yeah. And it's a horrible it's a horrible rule. But if he steps off the line of scrimmage, if he doesn't get beyond two yards, then it's not pass interference. So I, that's 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 one of those things that you have to look at. Yeah, I, I'll have to go look at that again. I, yeah, I, I want to say he like I want to say he pushed them into the like he got he got deep enough into the end zone. Um, yeah, and, Sherm now, see, had to, now, and Sherm had to come back to to try to make that play right there at the goal line and and almost did. Um, God bless. Yeah, him. and the thing I, and the thing. The, yeah, well, that, I got to go back and look at that one because the thing about to it, me, it, it, looked, not, it looked blatant to me. But that now that you bring up that caveat with that that two yard distinction, it may, yeah. may maybe may, maybe not. Interesting. Um, yeah. The, yeah. the more we, play, obviously that that that's pass interference. Like you got it. Like you got to play the ball, right? You gotta you, you gotta turn your head. Like in high school and college, you don't necessarily have to turn your head. You don't necessarily have to play the ball. But in, in, in the NFL, like that's. <laughs> That is pass interference uh, inside the end zone. Well, um, it's, yeah, it's it's pass interference if you hit him. If he doesn't, there's no face guarding in the NFL. So if he doesn't touch him, then it's not pass interference. It's pass interference, and and that's another one. The fans are like, well, it's not his fault if it was a, a a poorly thrown ball. It's an underthrown ball. No, actually, it is his fault. He got in a bad position. He had so if you're in that position, you have to turn and look for the ball because you have no choice. You put yourself in a position where you're playing underneath, and I'm okay with you playing underneath in the end zone. There are alligators in the end zone. There's, if a guy catches the ball in front of you, you you've still been eaten up if you're in the end zone. So, but now you have to turn and play the ball. You can't just continue to run and not look for it. You have to hope. You have to hope that it's an underthrown ball. You have to hope. Because that's the position that you put yourself in. You're saying I'm I'm cutting underneath this. He never turned and looked. So, actually, smart play. Smart that's that's play. actually a smart throw by a quarterback. If you, you underthrow it, it's very, yeah, it's a very smart play because you're going to get the flag a yes. hundred a hundred out of a hundred times. So, so now it comes to the point where you know all the Jimmy bashing starts, and it it bothers me tremendously um, because. 
it's like, all right, now it's, now it's his time. Now it's his chance to win the game. And, and, and Jimmy isn't wired that way to win the game. First of all, he's got seven game-winning drives in fourth quarter overtime this season, right? Go ahead, look it up. Um, we've seen him make plays late in games, right? Do we got to go back to, you know, week 16, the, the back-to-back third and 17s, right? Um, we got to go back to the Saints game that the – the, the, the play he made to Kittle, but even earlier in that game, he had a bomb to, to Emmanuel Sanders that they connected on. So we've, we've seen him make these throws before. We've seen him do this before, right? So it would not have been surprising for us had he got it done. At the same time, the, the part that bothers me is I he shouldn't have been in that position, right? Like, we, we, we've talked about Kyle so many times about putting guys – in a position to be able to 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 succeed, right? And all the things leading up to that didn't allow Jimmy G to succeed um on that drive. Like that like the throw to Sanders like should he have made it like yeah, absolutely. Was it there? Absolutely. But at the same time like I don't think he should have been in that position. And and that and and he's getting eaten up because of because of that throw because he didn't make the throw and yeah he missed some throws he missed some guys that were open he locked on the guys he didn't see other guys that were open like it was not his finest hour don't get me wrong um but it, it just like it shouldn't have come to this you, you know what I'm saying I'm saying and and the fact that it did come to it and he didn't deliver um and, and he's just getting beat up right now like that 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 part is is absurd to me uh no 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 see no i i don't understand what you're saying and that part is not absurd that part is football that's football he's a quarterback and this is about making plays when it matters uh i have talked about it this entire season this you got to understand that at some point it's going to come down to that play yeah there are a lot of plays in football games but at some point it is that play and you have to make that play. Remember early on, let's go back. Let's go down memory lane. Let's and do it. Let's do we it. We had conversations. There was there was a there was a Seattle Seahawks game versus the 49ers in the field of the jeans where a kicker off the street missed uh, missed the kick. And what was my comment? Because you were like, "Oh, he yeah, should have been, that- been he should have been in that position." I still he feel that, been way. In that position. And what was my comment? Like, no, he's the kicker. That's his job. <laughs> Where is it if now? You want, if, if you didn't <laughs> want to be in that position, you shouldn't You shouldn't have kicker in front of your name for an NFL team. That's your job. And the game came down to it. And you were like, well, he never should have happened. And this shouldn't have happened. I was like, no, no, no. It did happen. The game presented itself that way. You can't script the unscripted. Football, what do I say? Sports are the only true reality television, and you don't know how it's going to play out. And guess what? This episode, that episode played out to where he had to make a kick to win the game, and he didn't make the kick. And you were like, well, you can't expect that. How the hell can I not expect Playing that? Playing with house money. So now let's go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. And out of everything that had happened, out of everything that had how this game had gone and boiled down, you have a it's a four point game. A play is called and dialed up, regardless of what that Mike uh, that Kyle Shanahan should have run the ball and he should have done this. The play that he called was wide open and it would have busted them. 
It would have crushed the entire city of Kansas City. It would have crushed the dreams of all of the guys in red if you connect on that pass. And Jimmy overthrows the ball. No one was around him. Protection was there. There was no hurry throw. There was nothing in his face. He didn't get hit in the head. There was nothing for him to do but plant his feet and drop the ball into a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders' hands, and he misses the play that wins the Super Bowl. So, is Jimmy a good quarterback? Yes. Will this team do well? Yes, moving forward. Is he all this stuff? Mullins should be the quarterback. Stop it, people out there. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback moving forward. (laughs) He's going to get better. Are you you really really hearing Mullins? Like, people really said that? People are tweeting me, you know, should should Mullins – to, to they consider Mullins like I'm just and all my response to that was stop it. That's all I said. Like I don't even want to get into this. Just stop it. That's all I said. That was that was it. Stop it. I'm not even going to have a discussion about that. Um. So with all of these things happening, is Jimmy a good quarterback? Yes. Am I happy with Jimmy? Yes. He let his first full year starting. He led the team to the Super Bowl. People, stop with this. Brady needs to be the quarterback stuff. Stop it. He's a quarterback. Now the question. The question before when I was asked, is he the franchise quarterback? And I was like, let me see if he's a solid starter. I know he's a solid starter now. Is is he the franchise quarterback? My answer to that question now, yes. He has done something for the franchise. He can win playoff games. He can give you an opportunity to win championships. That's what a playoff – I mean, that's what a franchise quarterback is. Yes. You know Jimmy's problem? You are the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And guess what? Being a franchise quarterback ain't good enough. You got to make that throw if you want to be legendary. It's a big spotlight. It's a big spotlight. And so that's the thing. You make that throw, you are a legend in the Bay. You are are folklore. They are talking about, remember when you made that play, that throw? Joe Montana down by four, does he make that throw? Yes, he did. You know, Steve Young, does he make those throws? Yes, he did. That's how how you remembered as a legend. So Jimmy's got to make that throw. So this is not on on Kyle. Don't tell me he shouldn't have been in that situation. The game was in that situation. Yeah, but my whole guess thing what? is the game. The game should have been over. Like you're up by ten with ten to play. But, but guess like, what? The game guess should what? have been over. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. And guess what? If you make that throw, then it is over. Because the game's not over until the clock runs out. And if you make that throw, it's fine. You were fine. You take the lead, and that's what happens. Your defense had held down this offense to ten points up until that point. Okay, so now they something happens. They make a play. This is an offense that's putting up 30, 40, 50 points. So they made some plays. Guess what? Now we need you to make a play. We have put you in position to all we need now is one play. Jimmy's got to make that play. If you go, hey, all I saw was be legendary. Be legendary. I mean, it was it was that's- his time. It certainly was his time. The moment presented itself. It, it was there. It was there. The throw was there. So, so you can't. So you can't give you can't give him a pass on that one, saying that it shouldn't have been there. Uh, so I'm I'm saying the criticism for that moment, uh, it's it's real, it's deserved, and that's a play that he's gonna have to make. It's it you it it 
that's just bottom line. He's going to have to get to the other side. So him, he's get, him getting beat up over that throw is is suffice. Like that, like that's that's okay. Like you, you, you think that's warranted? That def- yes, yes. You got you have to make that throw. Even your daughter thinks so. <laughs> you hear? <laughs> yes, she's she's in there. You're absolutely right, E. <laughs> she's 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 still she's still mad. Um, yes. Oh, so man. so no, no, Jimmy. That's a throw that he. I'm sorry. That's a throw that he has to make. He has he has to make that throw. Guess what happened on the other side of it? So I'll make this really easy. I'm not even going to make this a, a a Joe Montana comparison, a Steve Young comparison. Let's talk about the game, the flip side, the other quarterback that you're competing against. When he had to make a third and he, fifteen, he, he made. Damn it. it, he found it. He made it, and and he and he found that that other play with Watkins uh, over o- over the top as well, which was thank which you. Was a huge when when when, when Sherm and Sherm admitted, like I can't do that in that situation. When 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 Sherm was beating off the line of scrimmage, you 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 know you get one shot. He beat him off the line of scrimmage. He stacks him. You got to make that throw. He didn't overthrow it. He, he hit him. He hit him yeah, right in stride. He dropped the dime. He did. He dropped the he, dime. He dropped. He dropped the he, dime to win the game, and that's that's what Jimmy has to do. If you want to be legendary, that's what you you have to make that throw. It's that simple. And this and this is not hating on Jimmy. This is just analyzing the game. This isn't about like or dislike. I you know I told you he's the quarterback. I'm okay with him being the quarterback. He is the franchise quarterback. But he's got to he's to that next level. You got to make that throw in that situation. And and I'm I'm just sorry. The two quarterbacks I played with with the Niners, I'm not saying they were perfect, they but make, they don't they, miss those they throws. They make that throw. They, they make they make that throw. I uh-huh. I saw them make that throw too many times. No, I, and you you're, can't. You're right. You're you're right about that. I, my whole thing is like when 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 this this offense. First of all, like the fact that they only put up 20 points is still like I still can't grasp that. Right. Um. But this offense who. For so many times throughout the course of the season, we've seen them put together, you know, four-minute drives, five-minute drives, um, you know, like these extended these extended drives, you know, have them hold the ball for, you know, majority of a quarter, seven, eight-minute drives. Like, we, we've seen them do that consistently. And when the situation called for it, they did not do that, you know. And, and, and because of that, like, because of that, you get to the situation where all of a sudden the momentum goes to Kansas City and all of a sudden you find yourself down and now, you know, you're you're in a position where, you know, that like where Jimmy necessarily has to be the hero. And um and, and, and he was he's just been getting bashed all over the national media, this, that and the other. And, and my whole thing is like if you give it to Raheem, you know, like like if you give it to Raheem, like you continue to feed him, like you let this offensive line just do what it does. Kansas City didn't. Kansas City didn't want the smoke. They wanted no parts of this running game. And, I, and, I get- and if that and if that's the case, like this game is over. Like it should have been over. And, and 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 unfortunately, it came down to that one. Like that one play is something that everybody's talking about. And my whole thing is like that's not why they lost the game. Like it shouldn't have even been there. Like yeah, Kyle dialed, dialed up the right play. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, Jimmy should have made the throw. Um, but it, it's it 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 shouldn't have got to that situation. That that that's my uh, whole thing. 
Okay, now I, I'm going to tell you something, and I've up told by you this 10, before. Ed, with you, 10 hold up, to go. hold up. The game's hold up. over. I'm just going to tell you something. I'm and eating you brownies and ice cream at this point, Ed. You've heard you me say it before, and you are getting caught up in your feels, dude. You got to scout with your head and not your heart. And what you're doing right now, you are scouting with your heart. You are discussing this with your heart, and your heart says, oh, that shouldn't have happened, and Jimmy shouldn't have been in that situation, and they should have run the ball, and they should have done this, and that's a different discussion about what you think Kyle as a play caller should have done throughout the game. As far as that situation, that throw, that sequence, that series, that time of the game, you got to get out of your field. So, so you're saying independent right there, entities, right? So you're saying these are independent parts. That, yes, that's how independent you're parts. At because the game played out, there are things that could have done, that could have happened, that could have possibly presented a different scenario for Jimmy when he was under center in those moments at that time of the game. There are things that definitely could have changed, but those things didn't happen. So now we have to discuss and analyze the reality of what was there and what he was presented with. That's what I say. The game presents itself in a certain manner, in a certain fashion, and you have to react accordingly. And in that moment, and what should have happened and what should have been done, what you're, you got to get out of your feelings. You can't sit here and feel sorry for the quarterback. Remember I told you this a long time ago? And we've talked about it at other positions. We've talked about it for Witherspoon. Like, you're going to have to make a play. Remember, we were talking about Spoon. We talked about and last I was week. Like, yeah. I like him. I like him. But guess what? This ain't gonna be you got to make a play. I'm not really concerned about how you feel right now. I need you to play. And it, and you you got to get it right right now. That applies to the quarterback. You cannot protect. And that's what you're talking about. He should have been protected. This should not have happened. He shouldn't have had to do this. And it's, it's cruel for the media to talk about him this way. You cannot protect anyone on a football field. You can't. You, if you're on that field, you have a job to do, and you have to do your job when it presents itself. And the game told Jimmy, I need you to make a play right now. The play was there. You have to make that throw. You have to give, you have to give Sanders, just like he had to run his route and get open. He did. When he heard that play call, Guess what? Just like he's like, I take pride in making that block. He took pride in running through that zone, getting on top. He did what he was supposed to do. The offensive line, we have to protect him. We need these points. They did. Everybody did their job except for Jimmy. How how am I supposed to say that's not his fault? That's 100% his fault. Kyle Shanahan called a play that was the right play. Everybody did their part, except for Jimmy Garoppolo. So how is that not his fault? Jimmy Garoppolo possibly cost them the game in that moment because the moment was there. So you have to, he has to deal with the heat from it. Is this so, so you're not wrong in saying that Jimmy blew that moment. Yeah. He, it's a he, real he, thing. He, he did. It's a, it's a real, it, it's a real thing. I, I, I think, so, so my frustration is not necessarily like he should have like the throw was there like there's there's no question he should have made the throw, um but but also to your point like there have been time like those times when those those times when Kyle takes the ball out of his hands like 
he's protecting Jimmy. So there have been times where he's protected Jimmy this season. Like the Minnesota game in the playoffs, that comes to mind. The Seattle game that you talked about earlier this season, I think that comes to mind. I think the whole near the it's it's not necessarily that that he shouldn't have made the throw because he absolutely should have made the throw. Like it was there. Like you like you have to make that play. I just think it's the narrative that that he like like Jimmy all like Jimmy just. Ain't not, like Jimmy's. Jimmy ain't like Jimmy's not the guy. Like J- Jimmy, Jimmy can't take. Jimmy can't do this. Jimmy can't get this done. Like the narrative from the national media. When like I don't necessarily think that's the case because I mean we've seen him do it before. Like on the biggest stage, he didn't get it done. Granted. Uh, well, let me stop you. I gotta jump in here. You cannot. You you absolutely cannot deny um, what the national media is saying. And it's just like the pass interference. I just call, think it's a little off pass. base. No, but hold, hold on, hold on. Let me just let me just, just again. You're in your feelings. You're in your feelings. I, you know, I love my colors. You know that. But I don't analyze things that way. And you and you can't get in your feelings when you start analyzing things. And there is absolutely no way that I can say that in that moment on the biggest stage that Jimmy is the guy to make those plays because he hasn't done it. So that's the thing about it. So in, in, in the ultimate, in the ultimate test for a football team in the ultimate moment for that quarterback, he, he overthrew the he ball did. by a mile. He did. I mean, he threw okay. That to so, so there is no way that I can sit across from anyone in the media that's saying Jimmy Garoppolo is not that guy. Jimmy Garoppolo can't do that. I can't argue against that because he hasn't shown me. Now, if someone says Jimmy Garoppolo can't take this team to the playoffs, he, he hasn't shown you lying. on that stage, or yeah. he hasn't shown Jim, you. Period. But hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to what I'm saying. I, if someone says Jimmy Garoppolo is not a winning quarterback, shut up. If someone says Jimmy Garoppolo can't bring a team back from behind, shut up. Jimmy Garoppolo can't play with a lead, shut up. Jimmy Garoppolo can't win a game with his arm, shut up. I can't. I, he's done all those things. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo can win playoff games. He's done all those things. Now, if someone says in the biggest moment when the game on the line, I don't know if Jimmy is the guy I want under center because I don't know if he is confident enough and unflappable enough to make those plays. I can't argue that because all I can do is assume that he will get to that point because when he had the moment, he overthrew the ball. By five yards. So that right there, it's I can't say that they're wrong for getting on him about that. He has given ammo, Jimmy, not me, not the media, can't get on them. Jimmy gave them ammo to say that he can't do it because he didn't do it. On the biggest stage, in the biggest moment, and we just discussed that play, every single person on offense did their job, from the play caller to the route runner. Everyone in between did their job. Jimmy didn't do his. So the criticism that he can't get it done in that moment is real. So he has to get beyond that. And I, you can't argue that they are wrong for saying it because he gave them the ammo. It's just like the office of pass interference. You can sit here and say they shouldn't have called it, but you can't say he didn't do it. So he gave them the ammo. Kittle gave them the ammo to throw the flag. Jimmy has given them the ammo 
to say that he can't get it done. So that's the thing about it. And I can't even say that he can get it done because he didn't do it. And I'm and I'm and you know I've from this entire podcast, I'm sitting here talking about what happened, and we can talk about what should have happened. And I think that there are ways that this game could have gone differently. We discussed it, and the things that we discussed when they were doing those things, they had a two-score lead. They stopped doing those things, scenario changes. So now here's the reality. In that reality, Jimmy did not do what they needed him to do. And until he does that, he won't be a legend. Is that that's that's just my that's my opinion on it, and and I just think that's just based on the that's just based on the facts of what I saw on film. That's all. Nothing about like or dislike. I like Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think so. Two things to to what you just said. I I think it's more along the lines of the former of what you said in terms of. You know things like you know him him not being able to 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 lead a team back, not being able to come from behind, like things that aren't necessarily related to this game, this throw, like things that they were saying last week that now all of a sudden this throw obviously has given them ammo um, to just compound and to pile on to some of those things that they that they were saying about him over the course of the previous two weeks leading into the Super Bowl, and then and then the other thing, um, obviously we're looking at this thing from two different. Two, two, two different lenses, right? You like you look at this as an independent entity, and and for me, I see it as I see it as I see one thing leading to another. I see it as a domino effect. Uh-huh. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I see no, it. I, as, I, I, I agree. I see it as 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 the turnover is made. Like Moore gets the interception. You don't capitalize. They score. You come back. You go three and out. You got a tired defense on the field. Obviously, they come back again, score again. Now you're down. Now, th- now this is what has presented itself. You know what I mean? So I see, I see everything kind of as a whole. How how this led to this, which led to that, which led to that. Where you're where you're looking at it okay. as just as, as, as just one entity. Um, no, 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 I, I, no. I agree with you 100. No, percent Like he should have made the throw. Like I can't I can't excuse him for not making that throw as an NFL quarterback. Like you like you have to make that throw. I can't excuse that. I can't. I can't excuse that. And I thank you because you shouldn't. And I don't. And no. And I actually look at him. You know that throw, independent um, entity and reality of its own. But yes, you're right. It's a culmination of everything that has led to that moment. And that's what I always say. The game. The game presents itself. You have a plan, and that plan is going to change. There are going to be all sorts of adjustments, and you're going to get into that moment, and it's going to come down to a play, that play. And this is my thing. Let me ask you this. And I think it'll just I, – I have a feeling this will possibly change the way you feel about Jimmy in that moment because the game presented itself. All of these things happened. Um, Chit Sherm had made that play on Sammy Watkins? Absolutely. I, okay. What's the difference? What's the difference? They're, for they're, Sherm they, they, and for Jimmy. Neither made the play. Okay, so so that's what I'm saying. So So – that's so that's the so that's the thing about it. You can't say, well, Jimmy shouldn't have been in this situation. Um, but Sherm, you gotta make that play. You, you see my point? And that's the way everyone focuses on that. Everyone's like, well, it's Richard Sherman's gotta make that play. He can't get beaten by Sammy Watkins. He can't get burned. That's all I'm seeing, all the stuff. Jimmy shouldn't have been in that situation. It shouldn't have come down to that. They should have been running the ball. How? The game presented itself the way it presented itself. 
you have to make the plays when they come. Yeah. It's that simple. So, so you see you see my point? That's what I'm saying. You got you can't do this with your feelings and saying, well, all of these other scenarios could have come in play and made this where it was a non-factor. A lot of – hey, you know what? The Niners could have been up by three scores then, and that play on Sammy Watkins could have been a non-factor. But that's not the way the game presented itself. That's not the way the game, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you know what? I I I admit it. You know, I'm 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 not one to to not be in my fields. You know, as we're doing this right now, I think the Chiefs are probably having barbecue and on the parade at this at this moment. And and quite frankly, we should have been doing the podcast from the Niners parade. You know what I mean? So I, I am a little bit in my fields right now. Ed, I'm not I'm not gonna uh, to shy away as, from that. You know what, man? As am I. But I just you can't. That's what I'm just saying. You can't analyze. If, if we you know me well enough and that's one thing we said starting this show and and we will do it for that you know for years to come doing this show together as long as you and I are talking together we got to be real about we gotta it. be real about it but and and that's I'm, the thing I'm, about and it. I'm gonna be real about it I want to go all Martin on Sunday I wanted to tell everybody everybody that was that was over get to step and I want to kick everybody out like how how could this happen? But um, yeah, I sat there and I was just like, <laughs> and I'm I'm telling, at no point in this game was I nervous. I was sitting here looking at it, and I talked about I was like Kansas City, Andy Reid, he's a good coach. He's gonna figure out a way to have some drives. He's gonna get some things going. That was fine, but I was like, the Niners will win and it'll be comfortable. And everyone was like, and you know, you were like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm I'm fine with this. The fourth quarter, two score lead, and. Not only do you have a two-score lead, you have this offense confused. Yeah. You got a guy who can't, just like you did with every other quarterback, these quarterbacks who never turn the ball over, you got them throwing them straight to your colors. Yeah. They don't know what to do because this defense is faster, longer, stronger than you think. You got everything going for you. And then and you that, start doing things differently. <laughs> and then it didn't. <laughs> and then and then it didn't and you started doing things differently and that's and that's what i'm saying the flip side of this we cannot give jimmy a pass when the the opposite quarterback had to make plays and he did and he made plays because to and truth fans, be told he didn't play he didn't play a great game at all but he had an no. exceptional last 10 Thank minutes you. when he had to make plays he made plays and when jimmy needed to make some plays he couldn't because neither one of these quarterbacks played at an mvp level neither one yeah, no, nah, uh, neither what? one. You can make the huge argument that Damian Williams probably should have got gotten that MVP yes. award. Um, yes, yes, but but you know why the quarterback got the award? Because when he had to make those plays, he made them. He made them. If Jimmy Garoppolo if he makes, makes that throw, throw he, yeah, he's at Disney. World he's the yesterday. MVP. Yeah, he, he he's at Disney. He's at Disney World right now. If he makes that play, that that's what would have happened. Uh, but he didn't make that throw, and that is on him. And and that's that's something that he will always know. It will stress him out. He will never let it go. He will remember every moment of it. I guarantee you. He will he he can he can see the rotation of the ball, I bet. Yeah. In the air. He's gonna know he's gonna know everything that happened in that moment because that's one that he wants back and hopefully it fuels him to get back. That's the thing of that this team, um, you know, we after this one, we can stop talking about the Super Bowl, but they have an opportunity to get there. But we can continue to talk about this. This right here was just a missed opportunity. It was there with everything that went on, with everything that they had done. 
Um, this was a missed opportunity, and I tweeted it out, and I mean it. It's a shame that this team won't be remembered for how good it was. Yeah, history, history, because you didn't win it. No, nobody cares about nobody second cares. place. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to. Nobody cares. It's like the Jim Harbaugh era. I still that team that lost to the Giants, where Kyle um, fumbled the ball, and everybody blamed it on him. Not his fault. But that that was that was the better team of of Jim that that team was better than the one that went to the Super Bowl that that was such a good football team and I was so that that was that was a that was a championship team up and down uh but that's the game you got to make plays and a guy made a play at the end these guys forget the refs fans this is not about the refs this is not about bad calls on OPIs or lining up offsides or holds with everything that happened in this game, one one overthrow changes everything. 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 Yeah, we um obviously you know big off season ahead. We're not going to get into all that right now. It, it's just still too fresh. No. I'm not ready to go there yet. But I will say the Nick Mullins, the Tom Brady stuff. Please just stop, please. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 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 stop. Just, that. Just it, stop. It's just it's stop. incredible how and you know and the other thing about Kyle not being a good coach and Sala oh, yeah, not being able yeah. to stop and all, all like, that too. Guys, please yeah, that stop. Off. These are the same coaches that everyone was in love with. And I get it. I understand you hurt when you lose, but every time you lose a game and you only, we only lost four. Every time you lose a game, you can't fire the entire team. <laughs> Everybody's not horrible because you lost. Sometimes the other guys made plays. Remember, they get paid too. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the history of football. Um, I do now see, I said after his first year as starter, he's had a good year. I do now see that Patrick Mahomes is going to be one of the best quarterbacks that this league has ever seen. That dude's special. He is going to be, he is special. He is going to be one of the best quarterbacks that the league has ever seen. He is going to go to multiple Super Bowls. He is that good. He is going to do it. As long as you put skilled people around him, it's the Aaron Rodgers thing. If you put skilled people around him, he'll get the ball to him. He's that good. And and he is, he is the, and I said that before, he's the next level of Aaron Rodgers. He's a better Aaron Rodgers. This guy is going to go to multiple Super Bowls, um, no doubt about it. And and I t- um, tweeted this out. Congrats to Andy Reid. Obviously, he's you know he's he's somebody who uh, I've you know kind of pulled for, have been wanting to get get a Super Bowl for. He had all that heartache in Philadelphia, been wanting him to get a Super Bowl for a long time. Obviously, didn't want it to come this past Sunday, but um, you know, congrats to him. He's he's been he's been one of the great coaches in this league for a long time. Um, and and, and so congrats to him. Obviously, and, and I talked about it last week, like. You know, I don't think any of us really expected to be at this point, but this team just kind of took on a a, a mind of its own, and and they took us for a ride. And and, and despite the way that it turned out, you know, there are a lot of great moments, you know, from the 2019 season. And getting to Miami obviously is one of them. Obviously, they didn't finish the deal, but, you know, I don't think – you know, if you, I don't think any of us expected to be in this situation and still be doing podcasts and be doing, you know, post Super Bowl mortems. So, 
Um, I, I think that, that that's a tribute to Kyle. That's a tribute to John Lynch. Uh, that's a tribute to, to Jimmy G, a, tri- a, a tribute to this entire this this entire team and what, what they've been able to do. And, and Absolutely. And, and you go back to that stretch where, you know, we where, where I wasn't sure and then all of a sudden, you know, you – and you said the Niners are the gauntlet, and despite all the injuries, how they were able to, to to overcome the second half of the season and still get the number one seed. Um, there's a lot a lot that you can carry into 2020 that you can be uh, excited about, and obviously you have this momentum, uh, or not not necessarily momentum, but you have this memory burned into you now. That obviously, if given the chance again, you want to finish the deal. But I I I will wholeheartedly agree with you. Like these moments are so precious, you never know when you're going to get back, and that's that's the other part that makes it uh that makes it so tough. Um, yeah. Well, the expectation has to be there to get back, but the work, the tangible work, has to be put in. You got to be sick about it. I came close. And we came, then we got a little closer. And you have to fight through that. It's it's a hard thing to win. People don't realize, and that's why you see so few teams do it. It's a hard thing to win double-digit games in the NFL. It's hard to win a football game. Yeah. To do it year in and year out, it's incredibly difficult. To make the playoffs year in and year out. It's, it's I mean, you have no idea how much work goes into it. But it's a question of the players deciding that, now is not what we did is not enough. It's how soon are you ready to get back? I, I remember in off season, and that's why I said I'm after this pod. I'm through talking about the Super Bowl because it's on to the next. It's and I, I next. remember, I remember losing an NFC Championship game, and I literally, literally, when that weekend was over, I was back on the field. I was back in the gym. I was training because I couldn't take it again. Like I, I, that's all I could focus on was getting better. And the point that the point that this team is at is pretty good. The, the, look, look at your standard. And, that, and remember what I've always said, it was don't be the guy. Once you do something great. Now that's the expectation. That's the floor. This is not the ceiling. This is the floor for this team. You need to understand that this is where you need to be. And this is the pressure they all need to put on one another. This is your floor. Get better from here. That's what you have to do. This has nothing to do with last year's team, has nothing to do with getting here early. It has nothing to do uh, with anything other than what are your expectations from a coaching staff standpoint, from an individual player standpoint. Now you know what you can do. There should be no going back. There should be no hangover. There should be no there, no lag. You should move forward, and that should be the expectation for the for the players. And just know that that's what has to be done. Um, this opportunity came. You didn't take advantage of it. That's a shame. That's that's a shame. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, it's it's time. It's it's time to move forward. Um, time to move forward into twenty twenty. Of course, we'll have plenty to. To discuss, you talk about off-season moves, acquisitions, drafts, all that stuff. Um, uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so you know when we put that content out there. Also, you follow us on Twitter, at rhaylock. That's at rhaylock, at underscore Eric Davis, underscore. Oh, yeah, because um, we have plenty to talk about yeah, all year long. We're yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and appreciate all you guys that that jumped on this season. Uh, special shout out to Fourth and Gold and, and Nothing But Niners as well. 
Uh, appreciate you guys um, as well. You know, they they are our buddies that had us on their pod earlier this season and and allowed us to uh, to encounter a whole new spectrum of uh, of faithful. Um, so yeah, de- definitely definitely appreciate that. Um, hey Rashad, yeah. Rashad, I got one I got one thing to say, what and this got? is and this and for everybody that's listening, everyone that's listening that's listening. Uh, just as you said, I we we definitely appreciate it. I personally appreciate you guys going on the ride with us, and um and you know and bringing your friends along and and bring more. The bus is getting bigger and we have room, um so that's great. But I don't want to hear it. I would really appreciate not having to see it on Twitter, and um that's Quest for Six. Um, uh, let's stop searching for it. Let's stop um, uh, being on this journey, hoping that we run into it. Uh, let's let's stop trying to find it. That's what a quest is. That's what I keep saying. You gotta take you gotta the championship. Go get it. You gotta go get it. You gotta take six if you want it. Stop with the quest. If you want it, take it. If you want what Kansas City has, if you want. What you 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 want you play in the best division. This is the this is the best division in football. The champ of the league should be coming from this division because it's the best division and it's going to be the best division moving forward here for the next few years. I do believe that. So you want it, you gotta take it. Period. Because that's what happens. You allow somebody to take it from you. So fans. Let's let's stop with this quest. Let's stop hoping and searching for it. That's why that's why we can't find number six because we're we're looking for it, as opposed to going out and taking it. You know exactly where it is. <laughs> they tell they tell you where the championship is played every single year. It's in Tampa we next year. Let's go get it. That's that's right. So we know it's in Tampa. So right now it's not a quest for it. It's 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 take care of everyone in your way between the field of jeans and Tampa. Take it. Take it. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you, E.D., uh, and, and well well said on your part. Um, appreciate all y'all. Uh, this this uh, Super Bowl recap, uh, we had a lot to say, E.D. I mean, we <laughs> – Oh, you know what? The only reason – I'm going to tell you right now. The only reason the only reason I stopped is because I, I could feel you shutting it down. I could keep going. I, I, I could keep going I, on this I, one. I got plenty more to say. <laughs> All you gotta do is all you gotta do is keep throwing topics out there, and I can keep talking about it because this is this is this is just how it is. I mean, this is this is one of those things. This is a good football team that did so much well, um, and and it's bright. But right now, it's it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It's gotta hurt because this this should be a team that history remembers. It should be. It, it's it's it it's that good it's that good um and it's a shame it's a shame that that they weren't able to close the deal and it was right there it was it was right there i can't even say on their fingertips because he didn't put it on his fingertips he didn't give him a chance it was right there yeah you're talking about yards inches away uh yeah it it certainly was It, it it was right there and i think that's what that's what make makes this one so so much more difficult. Obviously, you, you lose, you're hurting anyway, right? But if 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 it had been, you know, with all the experts were saying it was going to be, and the Niners going there and they just get Mahomes and just thrashed, then 
you know, maybe you know it, it wouldn't uh-huh. it wouldn't have been so tough. But the fact that it was there it, it, and and you had control of the game seemingly for good fifty minutes of that game, yes. um, yes. that 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 makes it incre- incredibly uh, more more difficult. Um, uh, yeah. See, see, we we keep going. We'll we'll put in another hour. Yeah. I told you, it, it, <laughs> no. you might have break this one up into two shows. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, some, I, I can talk about this one all day long. Some housekeeping. Uh, congrats to to Bosa. Obviously, winning defensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah. Jimmy G coming up just short of the comeback player of the year, um, which was interesting, but not going to. Yeah, I'm saying Tannehill came back from the bench. Yeah. <laughs> You that said right there is the most, I, was, that's the I most, didn't want to go there, but you said. Oh, come on, like, man. You know he, me better than that. <laughs> you know me better than that. He what? came back from the comeback player. You came back from the bench. I'm, yeah, I'm bench. watching this. I'm like, what did he come back from? Right? He came back from, he came back from the bench because the other dude uh, and then, sucks. And then I saw Matt. Uh, I, I saw Matt from uh from from Fourth and Gold tweet the same thing. He's like, "Wait, what did Ryan? What did Tannehill come back from?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" And I'm he's 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 tweeting what I'm thinking, and I'm just like, "Okay, so I'm I'm not totally off base on this, right?" And I'm like, "Okay, this is well, they got yeah, this one. They got I, this one wrong, but, that, but whatever." Like, so comeback player of the year. I was like, well, was, "Man, there's so many. There are so many guys. So so now, if I'm a backup and I start, I should be up for comeback player of the year." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I and come on, man. I mean, well, he did. You know what, though, I do have to say now he, when I think about it, he had it, a really, good speech. I mean, the speech I, but but good. also, but also, he did, he came back from the dead, really. Teddy <laughs> <laughs> Hill was woo. He, he was, was he was in a whole new area code yeah, and he, everything. He, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he did come back. So when you put it that way, I I mean, but yeah, wow. So that one. I don't. I I thought that should have been Jimmy. Must you know? We talked about that one. I thought Jimmy should have got that one because I mean he did have a serious injury. You come back, um, and and you're able to lead your team to the Super Bowl. I mean that that one's that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, another thing too, man. Before we do this, because someone sent me a tweet. Please stop. Don't send me another tweet talking about the Niners or the NFC um, uh, conference champs. Stop it. Oh yeah, we, we're not doing that. Um, Stop it. We're not. We are. We are not. We are not doing this. Yay! We're number two thing. Please don't do that. No, nah, don't, don't do that, that. Yeah, that message was was sent on. Uh, um, this one. This on, one falls into the category of of that we that we um of which we do not speak of ever again after this. Yeah, I, I, 49ers Twitter was. They said without saying it, they said it. Um, so yeah, that's that. Come on, I mean, you're part no, we of, don't, you're, you're a part of the faithful. You know, the standard is the standard. You know what that represents. You know that that's not even how we get down. Um, so no. yeah, I mean, we, no. we we know better than that. And I, you know what I have to say? I think I only saw one or two where people did, and I and you know, there is no response whatsoever because that is not even being acknowledged. Yeah, it's that's... these are these are these are great players that um had they had a good year. I can't say it was a great year because a great year would have been a championship. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and I still I still subscribe to the Eddie DeBartolo philosophy. And Eddie would talk to us talk to us and he's and his comments would be he's like, guys, we've had five good seasons. Yeah. Um it's time for us to have another one. And and, so, I mean, and that's and that's just how it is. Like if you're the Lakers, if you're the Yankees, if you're the Niners, like that's just like that's just what it is. You know yes, what I mean? That, like yes. that, that's that's just what it is, and and so no no surprise there, nor should there be any surprises there. Um, don't don't yeah don't. Uh, this don't. is this is a step. This is a step that, that this is a step that hurts. 
this is a step that gets you there and you know and and this is the same thing that i tell people i told us to build bill poley and, uh, and i had a had a discussion um where he and i uh went at it because he didn't like it because he, he was he was the uh, the president when i got to the panthers and he was talking he was giving this speech talking about how you need to play in the standard what it needs to be and he was talking about those buffalo bills teams he was the gm that put those buffalo bills teams that went to the three four straight super bowls uh he put those together and he was talking about those teams and i raised my hand you know me i can't hold water <laughs> i raised my hand and i said bill i said can i explain something to you i said you know the only difference between those teams and the teams i played on uh th- that those same seasons and he was like what i said nothing <laughs> and he like looked at me i said we both finished second mm. and he kind of looked at me and i was like if you lose in the super bowl if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, if you lose, if you don't make the playoffs, your season amounted to the same as mine. Same thing. So, right now, I get what you're saying. There, there's a standard of play, and that's what I'm talking about. This is the this is your floor. There's a standard that you should hit the ground running with. You're not trying to build this organization. You're not trying to say that we can compete at a certain level. You know it. You just know you got to get better. You don't come here trying to do the same thing. So that I can that that I that I say this team has established that they can play a certain way. These guys, you know, spoon. You know, you got to get better, E man. You know, you got to get better. I mean, look at look at what Ward was doing. He's gonna get better. We we know this is the standard. This is how how they play. And, and you better resign Ward. This is how you play. So all of those things are in place. All of those things can be done. But you don't look at this. I, I, I will already know. There won't be signs like there were for the Rams. You know, <laughs> let's say hi to the <laughs> NFC champs. Like, come on, big ass sign saying you got your ass kicked. That's not going to happen because yeah. that's not how we roll. And their rings, it, too. It, don't forget their rings. Oh, oh, oh man. Man. Like, who? Who? Yeah, the one, one of those resurfaced uh, last week. I, 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 someone put it on Twitter. I forgot who it was. The, the, so they, because uh, I mean, the league is going to give it to you. I mean, just like the, the Niners, they're going to give you, they're, they're going to give you a ring. Um, I, I would probably imagine that most of them will be in the trash. Um, but because I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, because it's it's like when I was when I was the Niners announcer for 2012 when we went to the Super Bowl. They were like, you want a ring? I was like, if you don't get the hell out of my face. <laughs> what I want a ring? We just lost the Super Bowl. You know how much that hurts? Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's, that's why I truly know what this feels like. I, I told you, the, the saddest walk in the world is in the wrong color confetti. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible walk. <laughs> it's a horrible walk. And that's what those guys have experienced. And they will grow from this. I mean, look at the, look at this team, man, and where they are and what they can do. But this, but there's so there there's it's got to get better. It 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 wasn't good enough. Yeah. I think I I think the I think that you can piece together um th- this club because the personality is going to change. But but the controlling personalities of this team, I think they will remain which is key 
but you can piece together this team and the expectations should be to be back here. This shouldn't be a one and done club. It, it, just, it just simply shouldn't be. And even though you missed out on a moment, much like the Rams did, you missed out on a moment. I think the difference is that you can upgrade. This team can upgrade in a lot of positions. Yeah. And, and they have and the, cap, the cap flexibility to do uh-huh. so with, with, uh-huh. with a lot of contracts. And, and- yeah, and you know what? And the thing about it also, some some of the players are going to get better. But because, like, yesterday someone was asking me about the wide receiver position and, and they need to do this, they need to do that. I was like, you guys do realize they went out and got receivers that are injured that'll be back. They, they've kind of addressed some of that. These guys are going to get older and going to get better, and Debo's going to be better. The confidence that he got playing this year and making these plays and making them on the stage that he made them on. We didn't even get into Debo not getting his touches in the second half. Yeah. That that, hey, that I, was see, a, a tra- That's how that crazy was, this game was. We didn't we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that, that, that was a that was a travesty. But I mean you're talking about somebody who who's going to get better, right? Who's going to grow from uh, you know from from a, a really good rookie campaign that he had. Like and we have not even come close to seeing the 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 best of Fred Warner yet. Um like he's a guy that that's going to continue to grow and um and and like you said, some some of the key cogs like you got Robert Sala coming back next year, and, and and I know a lot of the fans are salty this that and the other, but I mean all he did was put together, you know, the, the, the top defense in the the league. Thank you, um, and, thank so, you, and that, 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 yeah, think think about that. He he utilized um, the the players to their fullest ability, um, and and you look at how young these players are. I mean. Emmanuel Mosley is going to get better. Witherspoon is going to get better. You have a draft. You're going to bring in other corners. You're going to have other guys that are going to and, – and the thing that I'm looking at, how they've been developing young players. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all – the cupboard is not bare. Um, Kyle didn't forget how to coach. Sala didn't forget how to coach. John didn't forget how to bring in talent. So there are a lot of things that are looking forward. And that's the whole thing is about the mindset of this group. Like, what do you expect? I walked into a team where the expectations were to win. And the guys in that locker room expected to win. And we did. This group of guys, we discussed this early on, uh, before the first month of the season was over. Well, you got a group of guys in there, Sherm's accustomed, hey, he's winning. And both of them, you know, these guys, they're coming around D4. These guys are like, I don't know. That that losing has nothing to do with me. Now guess what you have? You have a group of guys that have won. Your your expectation should be to continue winning. And the guys that come in are, are, are going to fall in line. They're going to have to fall in line. Because uh-huh. if, and, and the only way that they don't is if you allow them to come in with the assumption that we are going to win because we're here. You have to teach them that, no, you win because of the work, the work that you put, you put in. into it. Yeah. That's, that's that, like, this is what it means to be a Niner. And it's a certain level of work. It's a certain standard. And that standard is reached. It's reached beyond. Uh, it's reached above and beyond every single day. That's how you work. And that's what these teams do. That's what the Rams did. I watched them, and, and I speak of that because I watched these guys. I saw them feel good about what they had done and not get better, and Seattle got better. The Niners got better and left them behind. 
So yeah, and they, and they got a quarterback down there in Arizona who's going to get better. Um, thank you, and, and, thank you. <laughs> so that's you. that's going to be that's, that's going to be something to watch as well. Um, well, know, I think this is the best. This is the best division in football. Yeah. And 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 the thing about it that you have to capitalize on is because you're in the best division, your standard of play has to be so good week in and week out just to survive that you should top everyone else. Your standard should top everyone else. And that's – I look at when the AFC North was the best division in football for a 10-year stretch there. And you got, what, five Super Bowl appearances and four championships? If you think about that, between um, Pittsburgh and the Ravens? Yeah, yeah. When that, when that, was, the, that was the best division in football. And those two teams would battle it out and kill themselves. And yeah, New England would do their thing. But you think of that division, that, that division yeah. took care. That division took care of four or five Super Bowls. Yeah, and Cincinnati was no pushover at that point. No, either, you C- know? Cincinnati was a good team. They yeah. just they just they couldn't just get that tough through. division. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were they were the third best team in the best division. That's what's about to happen to the Niners. The third best team in this division could possibly make the playoffs. Yeah. But but someone's got to be one, two, and three, and the Niners you, the Niners need to be number one. You just showed you were number one, and you need to grow from that standard. And that shouldn't be that that shouldn't be an impossible thing to do. Just know everyone around you is going to get better. Yeah, everybody, and, everybody's going to get better. Everybody's going to see the 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 changes. Um, everybody's going to see what you did, and and not only that, like everybody's going to see what you did, and you're all of a sudden going to become the barometer. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so everybody, everybody's going to, everybody's going to come, everybody's going to come at you. They're they're going to gauge their success by how they perform against you. So that that's a whole nother, a whole nother can of worms. Um, that that's going to present itself. Uh, and that's the great thing, man. Rashawn, that's that, and that's the great thing about being good. That's the great thing about being a good football team is that that now you are you are the standard. Like I said before, you heard me say it early on. The Niners were the gauntlet. Like you are the gauntlet. You are the standard. You are the you are the team. Like oh, you have to play them. Like no, you have to play me. And you better bring it because I'm bringing it. And that's what you have to. And now, and then when it's money time, we make the plays. Jimmy Garoppolo can't overthrow that moment. You can't throw away that moment. He threw away a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. You, you you can't do that. Sherm knows that in that moment, you have to make that play. You, you th- Plays are going to be made. Guys are going to make plays on you, but not in that moment. And that's why Sherm immediately came up, and he was and he said, I got to be better in that moment. He knows. He so knows. If, if you're on the – if you're the, the thing that bothered me the most about that, though, is – like if you're, and we've talked about this before. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Witherspoon at at Seattle, end of the season. Like like if you're on the line like that, I feel like you got to get your hands on a guy. Um, and 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 Sherm didn't do that. A and then B. Another interesting thing about that was, Sammy Watkins said, he he said, or he gave a, a huge credit to Devontae Adams. I don't know if you remember the NFC Championship game. Devontae Adams was able 
to to have had a similar play like that against Richard Sherman, and it was on an inside release. And Sammy Watkins said he saw that, he noticed the coverage, and and he remembered what Devontae Adams did in that situation, and that's how he was able to uncover and get free um, for Mahomes to be able to find him. It was it was a similar situation late in that game in the NFC Championship game against the Packers, in which Devontae Adams had uh, a similar result. Um, but I mean, I mean, if you're if you're if you're on the line, like you gotta, you you gotta get your hands on the guy. Otherwise, why why be on the line? That that's always been my uh, thing. Well, you're gonna try. Of course, you're gonna try to get your hands on him. That's number one. And Sherm has made a career, a Hall of Fame career, out of getting his hands on guys. So number one, he was trying to. But then the next thing is that once the guy released inside, and Sherm knows this, I, I guarantee you, if he goes back and play this over, he'd play it differently. The guy went inside. Once Sammy goes inside, Sherm's on his outside. He's on his outside hip. He's in good position, but then Sherm looks back to to see if he can undercut something, as opposed to now just saying, "I since he got that release, I'm on his outside. Now I'm going to play this top down. I'm not going to try to pick this ball off. I'm going to now survive this down. I'm going to stay in position to survive the down. Sherm then, if you see it, he tried to jump inside to make a play, thinking that Sammy was because Sammy went so hard inside. He's thinking now he's trying to run an inside route. So Sherm had his hand on him, trying to cut inside to undercut him, and that allowed Sammy to stack it. Plays over now. You can only run as fast as as he allowed you, and you can't run as fast as Sammy. Yeah, very few can. Yeah, I, you, know, you, it, see, you it, said it last week. When when he's the slow guy, then <laughs> you yeah, gotta... <laughs> yeah. So that so that was the thing. So that was just a play that Sherm misplayed, and that's why he said I have to be better in that moment because Sherm knows that was one of those moments where you can't make a mistake, and if you do make that mistake, he knows how to recover from that mistake, and he compounded the mistake by trying to take something away because part of it is because he's trying to make a play. You know that point of the game. What's going on? So he's trying to make a play instead of just playing that play. Yeah. And at that point and in the that, game, all the, moment, was, all the momentum yeah. is on Kansas City. They're driving. They're deep in their own zone. You're like, I got I to gotta make a play. To- I got to make a play. Yes. Yeah. And that's what that was. That's, that's what Vince said. I got to make a play in this situation. And that, and because he's trying to make that play instead of just holding that hip. Sherm knows that. Hold that hip. So the guy made an inside release. Now I'm going to play it outside in. Hey, if he catches this one, I'm going to make the tackle. Um, but don't don't give up that deep one. That, that that's it. Don't give up that deep one right now. That's the number one rule of press coverage. That, that's that's the that's you you're gonna take you're gonna take away the fade, and and you're going to take away the fade tackle the slant. Everything in between, you're in position to play. And that's and he and he let him get the big ball, and that's that's what cost him. So those those situations when you're in those. You got to finish and you got to make those. So do, do you want him taking an inside release if you're sure? You What's don't. that? Do you want him taking an inside release if you're if I, was, I don't you don't care. You don't really care. Okay. When you impress coverage, when you impress coverage and you're good at it, you don't care if the guy inside releases or outside releases. But because by his release, you know what he's going to do. So now the number one thing, if you inside release, you can't run a fade. I'm in position because now I see it. If Sherm had just held his outside position from that release, and just, he sees the ball coming. He's right there in position. He's running with Sammy down the field. He sees the ball coming, and he can make a play. If you inside release, you're not getting the fade. If you outside release, now I know you can run a you can run an out, you can run a fade, you can run a stop. 
you you limit what you can run. Inside release, he's expecting an inside route, but now you play that route accordingly. But I'm 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 on your outside shoulder. I can see the ball coming. You actually make it easier for me. But you can't run a fade on me because I'm outside in. I can see it. I'm gonna be here. And 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 it's not a pick ball, but I'm gonna be in position to make the play. And that's what I'm saying. Sherm, Sherm knows that. I'm not concerned about Sherm in those situations. Sherm knows that. He's done it too many times. He's made that play too many times. Niners fans know he's made that play. Yeah. So I'm not that that that's just one of those things in that moment. You you can't try to do something. You just have to do your job. And that, and that's what happened. I think he was just trying to make a play instead of just focusing on the moment and just finishing what he had to in that situation. Because that's that's sometimes you just have to survive the down. And he's done it so often, so well, I know he knows how to survive the down. Because you're not always in the best position. And you started us off by saying, you know, shouldn't you get your hands on him? You want to get your hands on him. But if you don't, there's that, that you haven't lost the down. Yeah, because it's not over yet. He, he was still in a good finishing position until he took himself out of it. Uh-huh. And that's that's what happens, and that that's and Sammy and you you heard Sammy say, I saw another player do this, and I took advantage of that. Remember, they get paid too, man. Yeah. They study you too, and that's that's part of it. Now, yeah, yeah my my thinking was as soon as he didn't get his hands on him, it was lost. That's that's how I looked at it. No, you but know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be I, that way. Yeah, because yeah, because we can go back. I guarantee you, you go back, you'll see multiple plays where guys don't get their hands on people, and you can still finish the play. It's an understanding of what they're trying to do and the route that they're running and the position that you're in. I didn't try. I didn't touch a guy every single time um, because you don't want to do the same thing every single time. Remember, they are they are reading you too. So I, you want to give a guy something to think about. I I don't if if you if you know that every single time I line up on top of you that I'm about to put my hands on you, it makes it easier for you. It makes it easier for you to plan how you want to run your route as a receiver. So sometimes getting touched will throw you off. Sometimes not getting touched because you will hesitate and you're wait expecting my hands to be on you and it throws off your timing. Sometimes I'm going to let you off the line of scrimmage and then as you get into your route, bang, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. So you switch it up to make that receiver have to think about something. I don't want you to go up there and be able to plan out how you're going to run your route. So that, that that's a part of the chess match that you have to play even in press coverage. It was uh it, it certainly was obviously certainly was certainly was a big play in that game but um and and, and so you know, like you just don't you just don't really expect it, right? Um because no. cause it it hadn't it had happened all game like the majority of their big plays, the majority of their chunk plays, like that all came like in the fourth quarter. Like even that last Williams touchdown run, like I mean at that point it, it's just like that like they hadn't given that up all game. You know? Um and, and so and, and yeah. at at that point I'm like Dude, this is this, and is, they a, give up, this is a tired defense, yeah. man. A tired, yeah, like a tired up. defense. Like they've been they've been on the field for you know so long at, at this point. Um, yeah. And but still, even when you're tired like that, you still got to Yeah, you still got to You execute. can't lose leverage. You can't take on blocks with the wrong shoulder. You can't take the wrong angle from the safety position. I, I mean, you know, Jimmy's got to make. I, Jimmy's in a. I mean, that's an impossible position to be in. But you got to make the impossible tackle and get him on the ground. Um. You got to keep contained. Can't let the run get outside of you getting hooked. 
oh, there are so many things that you, that you just that went wrong on that one particular play, and it was bad time because it was still a four point game. Yeah, you, you talked you about D, you talked about Debo earlier. Um, I mean, he he flashed, and at this point, like we've come to expect uh, Debo performing well but yeah I mean there, there was that that whole concept of him in this in the second half and not really seeing anything from him I I <laughs> the the player who impressed me the most in this game from an offensive standpoint um was born like I was I, yeah I, I, <laughs> I was yeah. so because he 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 was making he was making routine plays Right, and, and those are the plays that like he struggled. Like he can make the extraordinary play, but it's the routine play that, like he's kind of struggled with this year. And Jimmy was finding him, and he was going to him. He went to him a couple of times, and he was making the plays, and and even had you know a little bit of a run after the catch, as well. But I like I remember my my jaw almost hit the floor, um, as I continued to to watch him, uh, you know, make some of the plays that 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 he made. Um, in that game, and especially there in the second half, and Jimmy kept looking, kept kept looking for him, you know, and he found him, and, and Bourne, you know, re- rewarded him with 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 the catch. Um, but I mean, he's I mean, he's a guy that we've talked about, you know, a few times on this pod, and in a sense where it's just it's so mind boggling because it's like the the plays that you think he should make, you know, they're not always there, but the other ones, you know, he he seems to make them, you know, no problem. You know, um, the 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 eye popping catches, the spectacular catches. You know, the ones that show up. You know, on on the highlight shows. But uh, well, yeah, that, and that's another reason why you look at this. I mean, Hurd's not going anywhere. Um, uh, Born showing. I mean, the confidence. It comes from doing. These guys are making plays in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. They're only gonna hit the ground running with more confidence. I mean, these, these you you are expected to be a playmaker at that level. Um, this the team is moving in the right direction. Um, it that's just it. I have to believe that Jimmy is going to be better year two under center. Yeah, I, I just, and that's I the just, thing. I, like people forget, like this is his first like yes, full season. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, that's that's, like, that's that's the thing that everyone. It's it's so funny now that we are in this Instagram world that everyone is is like, do you realize what this guy did? And, and that's why I'm looking at this. Patrick Mahomes first full season made an AFC his, championship. His first two years under the center, he is it's MVP, Super Bowl MVP. That's special. Jimmy Garoppolo's first year under center, he takes his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I'm I'm okay. With where he is, <laughs> I really am. Yeah, and and it is partially because of him. It's not he didn't get carried by the running game. He didn't get carried by the defense. It's a he was he was a he was a he was a critical part of a good football team. And you have to have a good team both sides of the ball. the The Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl if their defense doesn't show up. And and we had that discussion. I was like, the Chiefs' defense is real. They were like, oh, everyone's looking at them as the defense from before. They're looking at them as the defense um, that from early on that was given up. And I was like, this defense is playing well. Now I thought the Niners would be able to score on them. I did. I'm sh- I'm shocked. Like only and, only twenty points is still surprising to me. Uh, well, and they had well they had the opportunities. Well, you know, worst case scenario, they should have had twenty seven. 
because he hits that one over the top. That's 27 yeah, right there. Yeah. Which is which is the number? I remember, I think I said that exact. You number said you said tw- yeah. You said you said if the Niners get to 24, look out. And, and exactly. so that and that would have been that would have been that. That would have been there, you know. That that would have been right there. Yeah. All you needed to do was top that. I was like, like, like you'll be, you'll be fine because I didn't think that defense was. I didn't think the Niners' defense would give up that much. I didn't, I didn't think so. And and you know, you take away the the garbage time last run, they were they were right around there. Yeah. Um. So so it it was it's it's one of those things, but it, it's they they were moving forward. It's fine. This this is just a lost opportunity. Is so hard to get in this situation, and this one right here, I think the play was there. I think in 2012, I still think Jim Harbaugh cost them with his decision um, to not run Frank Gore at the goal line. I think that cost him, and then calling the timeout on the on the I think it was the third down play where he didn't trust that Cap could get the snap off. That would have been a touchdown. That, that, that they had him in the perfect situation um, right there. And then to not run Frank Gore when Haloti Nada, Haloti Nada, your best run stopper, is not even on the field in those situations. And Ray Lewis was playing with one arm. The two best run defenders they had were compromised, and he didn't run the ball. So I just think that was bad. That was bad play calling in that situation. And then this one. Missed opportunities, man. It's just just flat out missed opportunity. I I still can't like I said, Kyle was not Kyle. He was not all himself there. I think he kind of he did kind of um, get in his own head. But with all that being said, he dialed up the game winning play. He yeah. dialed it up. It, <laughs> he he flat out dialed up the game winning play, and it wasn't executed. And that's got to be on the quarterback, and he's got to live with that, and he's got to deal with it until he gets it off his head. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, that that's something that he has to wear, and he has to get to the other side of it. It's just like us not winning games, and against against the Cowboys getting there. I put it on me myself. I I I, I all that's all I can do. I have to get better. If I get better, if I do more, if I put our team in a better position then we will win. Now, I know I wasn't the only one who felt that way, but I'd be damned if I wasn't going to just go into it like I was the only one that had to get better and everything else was going to be fine. And that's what this team has to do. Yeah, and, it, it, yeah. it's it's going to be um, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Obviously, you talked about the flexibility with the cap, guys improving, um, but you know, obviously, guys that are up, who who stays, who goes, what they do in the draft, um, and just coming back with with that sort of a mindset uh, of, of continuing uh, of continuing the standard, and and also just the the next step for Jimmy. Obviously, right this 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 play is going to be burned in his in his mind. He's probably seen this play in his mind probably a million times already by the at, at the time of us recording this podcast, and and so. You know how, like, like how he responds from that, and, and what, what, you know, what, what steps he takes towards next season. Um, like, I mean, obviously, this is his first full year coming off of a, a serious knee injury from a season ago. Um, you know, like these, these are all real things. So obviously, him going going to be a little bit more comfortable 
um, with that knee going to be a little bit more comfortable in the pocket, um, a little bit more comfortable in the offense. Um, just, just what what strides does does he make next year um, as a, a as a full time starter for for the second year in a row? Um, it's it's a lot. It's going to be a lot to see. It's going to be it's going to be very very uh very very fascinating uh to see it. Um, but you know, I, and like you said, I mean, right now you got to you got to you got to just wear this one and and let it hurt. You know, let it hurt for a little bit and 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 get after it. Um, and I think that stands for some of the faithful too. Like it's, it's, it hurts. Like you just, yeah. just gotta let it. You know, you got you gotta let it burn for a little bit. You know, but don't 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 go don't jump to conclusions. Um, you know, obviously you kind of look at some of the things that went well this season and 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 kind of think about you know some of the, the great moments, some of the great things that this team did on the field. Um, and and but. You know, be be ready and, and encouraged that next season, you know, this team will be able to come back uh, much improved and ready to take on the challenge. Um, you know, this year they, they may have snuck up on some people. Next year they're not sneaking up on anybody. No, no, not at all. And that's okay. That's, ab- that's absolutely okay. Now the expectations should be for them to play at this level. I've seen, I've seen guys talk about that, you know, what the revenge tour is starting and all of that stuff. Uh, let it go. Let it go. This is not about revenge. Revenge of what? Yeah. Who you mad at? I mean, e- even if they had won this game, like you're not defending a championship. Like there's another yeah. one to go get. Like it's not exactly. like it's not like it's not like boxing. Like they wouldn't have lost this championship had they lost in the next year's championship. Like you know, you know, like it, that's just not how it works. You know, you you start this thing all the way over um and and that's why bill belichick has been so successful um you know he 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 compartmentalizes the thing and then you know once it's done it's done all right now what is this team going to do to get back to where we need to get to um and and it's funny listening to randy moss he he was talking about that undefeated season that they had where their only they lone loss came in the super bowl and he said Every week, he said. Every week we went in there, you didn't think we were the worst team in the league, um, because because Belichick just just harped on them so much about things that they should have done or didn't do or uh, things that they didn't execute, you know, well in, in a game setting. Um, and and not that's that, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I I don't I like I don't know how Kyle is from that standpoint or even that he has to necessarily replicate that. The guys love him. Uh, for who he is, but it's just about that standard, right? And, and getting to a level where it's about you. It's not about anybody else, and our level of play has to be up here, and everybody else has to catch up to us. And um, and that's well, what, that, and you that's know what? what it's got to be. And people are I going think- to try to catch up to him next year, like without without question. Um, like you look at the pay, like look at the Patriots this year. I mean, you look at the Patriots every every year, right? Everybody yeah. uses them as the barometer. Um, and the Chiefs are going to feel the same thing next year. Like people are going to going to be going every time they go into Arrowhead next year, every or every time Andy Reid takes that team on the road, people are going to be gauging their success with how by how they perform against Pat Mahomes and 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 that football team because they because they are coming off uh, a championship. Um, it, it it it's the same for them. Well, you know what? This is the thing, and you look at that team, and that's a perfect example. I'm mean, Andy Reid. What in his entire coaching career? I mean, there have been very few times that he didn't win ten games. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a very good coach. He understands how to put his talent in position to win. So now it's a question of getting to that next level. I mean, you know, this guy has been in 
six, seven um, championship games. He's finally, you know, a couple of Super Bowls. He's finally won a Super Bowl. Um, so you set that standard and expectation level from a coaching standpoint. I believe Kyle has done that. Now it's on the players. I think I think he's turned that locker room around, and the mindset is to win. Now it's on the players to say when at what level. That's the thing. Because the coaches – because at the end of the day, you got to make a play. And we've discussed that and talked about it. Coach can put you in position. A coach can screw you up. But at some point, you got to make a play on the field when it's there. Back, you know, just like Jimmy's got to make that throw when it's there. You yeah. have to. It, it comes down to players. So what is your standard? Is it okay to not make that play? Is it acceptable to not make that play? You've heard me say it, uh, where, hey, giving me your all, is if it's not good enough, I appreciate the effort, but you got to go. That's that's the standard that we had to live by. That's what we taught. That's, that was it. That's what we were taught. You heard Merck say the same thing when he was on earlier on the podcast. If people in here go back and listen. He was there. That's how we were raised, that you you have to do what's necessary to win a championship. And that comes from the players. That's the standard. So now, like, winning a bunch of games is not good enough. That you're expected to win games. You're going to put in the work that's going to help allow you to win games. But you're going to make plays every day. Spoon, I need you to make plays every single day at practice. E-man, every single play at practice. I don't want you blowing the coverage at practice, let alone in a game. If you don't, if if you screw that up, you need to explain to me what happened there. Because I know guys are going to make mistakes, but this got to get to a point to where when it happens, you know exactly why, exactly when the mistake was made, exactly how to correct the mistake, so it doesn't happen. These are things you got to start taking upon yourself. I don't care if you got to throw a thousand of those balls down the field, Jimmy. You can't miss that throw. It has to happen. That's the stat. You can't miss that. Throw. You can't miss that throw at practice. You can't miss that throw in the preseason. You can't miss that on week one. Th- those throws you don't miss. And that's and that's and I saw it happen where we would literally. And you heard you heard players that I played with. Like the ball wouldn't touch the ground. It literally wouldn't touch the ground. You don't drop it when it's thrown to you. You don't overthrow it. You don't underthrow it. The ball wouldn't touch the ground unless we made it touch the ground defensively where it's going to be where it's supposed to be. When that offense is working, you should be making plays left and right. So these, this is the standard that has to be set and it's not the coaches. It's the players. You have players. And when the new players come in, this is the standard you live up to. And that's how you become one of those perennial winners with opportunities to win at that level. This team has the front office. Let me start this. This team has the ownership that has the mentality of not just making money, but winning championships. And that's key. That is key. That is key. This, this, This front office has the mentality of putting the pieces together that can win a championship. They don't look at, well, this guy was injured or he could have been a problem somewhere else or he's too old or he's too young. Like this player can help us reach a certain level. That's important. 
to understand that this piece fits into this section that we need filled. That's key. Now you have to have the mix of veteran savvy and talent with the young up and coming talent that can understand this is what's necessary to play. They have those elements. I think you can maintain those elements and it's about moving on. And it's not about, as you said, there's nothing to defend. You finish second, move on. Yeah. It's not even worth, it's not even worth talking about. So now you got to go in with the same mentality that you had that allowed you to win games this year. And I don't care what it is. If you want to call yourself an underdog, if you want to say they're not giving my quarterback any love, they're not giving our defense, any, whatever you have to do, you do it. So what, what, but, was, what was the key? What was the key for you guys? Like when you, when you lost to the Cowboys those years, like what, what was the key for you guys to be like, okay, enough of this, we're shaking it up, like we're getting back. You know, you lost the Cowboys, you lost the Giants. You lose those NFC title games to to get back and to be able to get to the position where you were in in '94 to get there and win the whole thing. Like what what did it take from you all as a team into in, in the off season and then in, into that season? Get better. It wasn't about losing to the Cowboys. It wasn't about losing to the Giants. Um, it was the fact that we started the year uh, working to be a champion. We started the year pushing ourselves. Um, and one another to be uh, as good as we possibly could be. And we believe that if we did that, that would end in a championship. When it didn't end in a championship, it wasn't that we lost to the Cowboys. We lost. We failed. And that wasn't good enough. So you get better. So it's, get, it's getting better. So we, we, what we did, the work we put in wasn't enough. We have to do more. We have to get better. We have to make more plays. The standard that we set obviously wasn't good enough. So we got to get better across the board. That starts with me individually. That's what I was saying earlier. Me individually. I have to get better. My mindset. This is, this is, this is true. You can ask my wife. My mindset was that I wanted to be the best player on the best unit on the best defense on the best team that was my mindset if i if i if i played at that level if i if i like okay i know how good these guys are around me i got to be the best player if i can be the best player this can be the best unit if this can be the best unit it can be the best defense and if this can be the best defense then this can be the best team and the best team is the one that wins the championship and that's the mindset that you have to have you have to go into it. So it's not we got to get past Dallas. No, we have to be champions. And if we play and develop a championship standard, we beat everybody. Doesn't matter who's that's in your the, way. That's the mindset. We got to beat everybody. It doesn't matter who is in our way. It just so happens Dallas had that same mindset. <laughs> and, and they were just as good. They, had, they were just as talented. So – you have to set a standard that puts you above and you have to be prepared. More importantly, you have to be prepared for the moment. And that's what we were talking about when we were discussing this past Super Bowl. In the moment when the reality show plays out 
and it's time for your scene. You have to be ready. You can't miss your lines. You got to make the play. You don't get a do-over. They don't cut like the Kardashians. Yeah, it's live TV. They say, hey, it's live TV. It's, let's do it. It's, li it's, it's live, and the world's watching, and you got to make that play. So when you know it's happening, it's coming, you got to make it. If I drop that ball in Dallas, we're not champions. If I drop that in that NFC championship, if I don't knock that ball out the next play, it, we're not champions. If Ricky doesn't catch that ball, we're not champions. If Steve doesn't make those throws, we're not champions. It, it, it's that simple. In the Super Bowl, you, you know, in the Super Bowl, they, th they threw at me three times. I knocked down two of them and intercepted the other one. You have you have to make those plays when you get your when you get your opportunities. You you have to show up and make it. So that's the mindset that got us over the hump. And it, and it wasn't about anyone else. It was about playing to that standard. When you play, you you have to continue to say this isn't good enough. So we didn't say making the playoffs was good enough. We didn't believe that finishing fifteen and three was good enough. We we didn't believe winning a bunch of games was was good enough. Guys didn't believe that making the making the Pro Bowl was good enough. Walking through the mall and people recognizing you, that wasn't good enough. Getting a free beer when you went into a place, that wasn't good enough. It was being a champion. And everything that we did each and every year was towards that. That's why we were able to maintain that level of consistency and giving ourselves opportunities. Because the work doesn't guarantee you anything. I know firsthand. There are some teams I feel like, like I say, I know they were forgotten because we didn't win a championship that year, but they were a hell of a teams. But without the work, you don't give yourself a chance. I think these guys, because of the, the stages that we talked about, you said ownership, most important. Ownership wanting to win and not make money, that's the most important thing. Ownership willing to spend money to to win games. That's, that, that's, that's important. Understanding it's not a bottom line business. Football is not a bottom line business. You're going to pay guys that may not necessarily put it on the field, but you need Sh Sh Richard Sherman. I said this yesterday. Richard Sherman is a valuable piece in the locker room. He may be more valuable in the locker room than he is on the field. He's worth the money you pay him. He can still play, but he's worth the money you pay him to get to get your other guys to understand how to be pros. He's going to teach them how to be pros. There, there are guys that are going to pass on lessons taught to them by Richard Sherman to the next generation of Niners. That, that right there has a value and you got to understand that and be willing to pay for that. As an owner, you have to understand that as a general manager, as a staff, you got to understand that to be able to explain that to the owner. The, the need for that, to see it, to understand it, to know that, that I'm going to bring this player in, but if you let that player go, this guy will never reach his potential. So all of this has to work in unison. And then you got to have a group of guys that did what I just said, that nothing else matters but a championship. And you know it wasn't just me. You talked to, you talked to my boy Merton. It was like we were raised yeah. that that's the expectation and that you have to do something legendary, period. You, you, you have to be a part of the fabric of the bay that's what i was told they when they tell the story of the niners 
they have to mention you. George Seifert told me that. I, I, George Seifert told me that at the ring ceremony. And he and I didn't have a whole lot of good conversations throughout the years. We do now. But George Seifert, George Seifert told me that. He said, you do realize they will never, ever be able to talk about this team and not talk about you. He, he, he told me, he said, do you realize how special that is? He said, do you realize what you are a part of forever? He said, they will never, ever be able to talk about the Niners and not talk about you. That you you're it, you're family forever. And that's what you have. And that's, I wanted that. I, I, th- that's all that mattered to me. Being, being born into the league, a Niner. It was do something special. So that's so the answer to your question, how and how did you work and what motivated you and what did it wasn't about beating anybody. It was about setting a championship standard, knowing what that was and realizing that my standard that I had set and the level that I thought I needed to reach obviously wasn't good enough. You have to accept that, accept that what you've done isn't enough. The refs didn't do it. Kansas City didn't do it. You did it. Raise the level. Period. You you mentioned how you personally, right? How 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 you you personally you you took the ownership. You know, you had to be the best player on the best defense, um, on the best team. You know, you you took it personally, and I think I think in a, in a broader scope, you know. Others, everybody else in, in that locker room, kind of had a similar mindset, right? They, they, they all wanted to be the best. They all wanted to get better. They all wanted to contribute, and, and that's something that, that has to happen um, for these guys as well going forward. If they're going to be, if the, if they're going, if, if they're going to reach the level of success that that is mandatory, quite frankly, um, in in that organization, um, I think, I think for the faithful. I, I, if if I'll just leave you guys with this, just think about <laughs> go go all the way back to August and think about that preseason game at Denver when the sky was falling and Jimmy G just looked awful and all the headlines both nationally and locally were what in the world is going on with him like is he even going to be able to play the quarterback position ever again and and just how 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 bad that looked to the the expectations not being very high entering the season to everything that led up into you know us getting to to this point in, in which we are right here and and having a a mindset of being able to to grow from this and and an expectation that you know 2020 will 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 be more of the same if not better uh, hopefully um think 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 about that think about how fa- how far this team has come um and and not just not just in 3 years but really since August when when Jimmy G was playing his he was getting his first reps since the since the surgery since his ACL injury um and, and people didn't really know what to make what to expect uh, from this team and getting all the way to a Super Bowl, um, how unlikely uh, that was for for a lot of people. Um, just just kind of think think about that before you know you, you start to to fall to 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 
start, start, <laughs> before you start going, going going off on tangents and drawing the conclusions and 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 start pointing fingers at yeah. Kyle and, and Jimmy and and Sala and and everybody else, just kind of kind of ponder that for a little bit. Yeah, and, and, well, and how is, far how far this team has come. Well, this is how I'm going to end part two of our Super Bowl discussion, and then we are going to put this in the bed. You just touched on it. We're we doing this, one extended. It's the extended version. The extended okay, okay, version. Okay, yeah, fine, yeah, 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 yeah. We got one. You're right. Good. Well, yeah, they can they can chop it up in parts. Hey, they got the whole off season. Yeah, <laughs> for real. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Um, so this is this is the thing you got to look at it, and this is how I'm looking at it. You just touched on all of those things and what has happened. This is year three of these guys coming together, doing everything. The components are there um, that you need for a good organization. Number one thing you have to have to win in the NFL is a philosophy. What are we about? How do we plan on winning? This team has a solid philosophy on how they want to do it, and we've seen it work. You know, this coach is saying, like, we got to have a championship front four. We're going to build our defense off of that. Offensively, we have to be able to run the ball, establish a certain toughness, and our passing game will come off of that, and we need a quarterback that can make plays for us. All of these things, being tough, being big, being fast, they've put it together. This philosophy works. So now it's about maintaining this. The team – got to a Super Bowl, the expectations weren't there for the team to be that good. It was a pleasant surprise. But now, this is what I see. The rebuild is over. This team now is a good football team moving forward. Feel good about the position that the team is in, the expectations and ability to compete for championships is there, will be there, and it's time to move forward. I think it's well positioned. You have your coach of the future, your front office of the future, your quarterback of the future. Pieces will be added around it, and this team will compete. So that's where they are right now. Rebuild is over because they we were trying to see how they were going to get and how the rebuild was going to play out. It's over. We know. So now – that standard that we were just discussing is time to, to make certain that you only bring in pieces that are able to maintain it. Everybody wants it. Everybody can't maintain it. That's why guys get cut every year from good teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you have to do. You don't change the standard. You get better. Like when I got drafted, that's all I can go back on. I got drafted. My DB coach, he came and got me and he told me, you're my guy. I want you to be my guy. I don't care what anyone says. You're my guy. Day one, mini count, first play. When I got out there, when I when we walked, when we walked out onto the practice field, the first time I ever crossed that SL, we walked onto the practice field. Ray Rhodes pulled me over. He said, "Whenever 80's on the field, you're on the field. Wherever he is, you cover." Mm. He lines up. You line up. So guess what? You're gonna either get better. Oh, we're going to run you out the league. What, what, what was he telling me? This is the standard. This is the level you have to live up to. This is the, these, these are the expectations. You, if you can't survive, you got to go. And guess what? He, Jerry got a whole lot of dudes cut. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jerry, Jerry got a Jerry got a gang of fools cut. <laughs> oh man! I, I I just happened to not be one of them because I was not going to allow that to happen. And that's and so that's where this team is right now. They are at a level to where rebuild, and that's what I like. So next year, when someone asks me, "How do you feel about this team?" I remember in preseason, "What do you think about this team?" And how many games and all of this stuff. And I was like, Look, "Wait and see, wait and see." I'm still not a game predictor. Now, if you ask me, are my expectations for this team to be a playoff team? Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Do I expect every every position to be better? Yes. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, Quan's coming back. He's going to be a year healthier. Fred Warner's going to be that much smarter. Greenlaw is going to be that much wiser after doing what he's done. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know, Jimmy Ward, look at what he's done healthy. He's finally healthy. He's playing. He's only going to get better. I mean, they're, they're, we can go across the board. Sherm, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Sherm decides to do. Does he want to continue to play car or move into safety? I think he'd be a really good safety. I've said that for a couple years. Um, I think he'd be a really good safety because he has the mentality, he has the mindset. I think he'll, I think he'd be able to, to do well. Um, um, and and the leadership qualities, everything you need in the safety, he has all those things. But he can also still play corner. So there are so many things on the defensive side of the ball. School. How valuable, man? Think about that. How valuable was was huge. that time at the starting position huge. for him? Huge. If Staley's not back, how huge is that? See, th- these are the things that people don't think about when you look at this. And we were discussing it during the season that those injuries at, and guys coming in and performing, how it was going to play out and how it was going to help. We definitely saw it with Greenlaw. By the end of the year, those early snaps he was getting, look how he was by the end of the year. All of these things happen, even with E-Man and Witherspoon. Those things are going to help. They're going to bring in other players, always bring in other players at the DB position. Because guys at DB positions get hurt so much. You're the smallest guys on the field. Uh, so you're going to do that. But there are so many things that are going to happen there. In the running game, you, you go in, you look at these other running backs, but you know you have guys that can play the position. And the, the, and what you get out of them, the standard that you, that you can live on and see. Because right, right now, if you go back into this, you go into next season, you're not looking at Mostert as just a special teamer. No, you're, not at you're all. Looking, you're looking at him as a valuable piece in the running game. But now, look, Mostert, did you have your career year? Because guys do that. Well, you'll have guys where they have that one flash, but they're not that guy. But now you've shown me a standard. So I expect to see that. And if I don't see it, then I know you are a special teamer. You're a good ball player, but I know that that was your that was your flash year, if if that makes sense to you. Because there are players that do that; they have those flash years. I'm expecting you to play at that level, and if you're playing at that level with the other pieces we bring around you, guess what? We still got something going. So all of these things happen. Uh, you know, you're going to be better at certain positions. You're gonna you're gonna Debo. You're gonna be better. Heard? Guess what? You got to catch up. <laughs> you know the standard. It's risen. It's risen, you know, because remember, they were starting off like, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to stand up? Who's going to who's gonna step out there? Well, I know for a fact Debo's starter. Yeah, Debo, yeah, Debo said, hey, he raised his hand. He's like, hey, here yes. I am. Yes, Debo, Debo's the starter, so I'm not even questioning that. So now you other guys, um, Bourne, um, are you going to 
consistently make plays heard? Are you going to step up into this? So that that's what I'm saying. The, the the rebuild is over. Now it's about now it's about championship ball. This this shouldn't this shouldn't be about it. It it really shouldn't be. It should not be about can we win games? You 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 solved that problem. Do we have the quarterback? You solved that problem. Do we have the pieces on defense to to run our system? You solved that problem. You you know everything that you do works when you have the bodies there. So now. It's only about getting the bodies that can play to a championship level. And this organization is, has established itself now. I think it's set at the at the at the the three levels of ownership, administration, and coaching staff. It's set. The plan works. Now you just put the bodies in place. You put the bodies in place that understand the standard that can that can perform at that level, and you do it. And that's, and that's where this team is. So the the faithful understand that. This, this is no longer a quest. Don't want to hear it again. I personally don't want to hear quests for six. Yeah, take it. Take six. Go take it. And that's that's what they that's what they that's what they're doing. That's what they should be doing. And, you know, that way I gave you my answer earlier. Don't want to repeat. This has been long enough. But that was the mindset that you I, what what the Niners did for the 2019 season wasn't good enough. It wasn't championship level. It was second place level, and you know how I know they finished second. They finished second. Yeah, they so came, now came back home without raise, the Lombardi. Yeah, raise the level, raise the level, and that's what we all want. So the rebuild now, and now that that's over, and and the blood's out of my eyes, and you can breathe, and the heart is gone. Like I say, when you're analyzing with your head, this Niners team in three years completed the rebuild that we were waiting for for almost 10 years. Yeah. They, they, they completed it. So here you go. You're, you're, it's the team is back in position to be what it's supposed to be. And what the Niners are supposed to be is an organization that is competing for championships. It, it, it just, it just the way the sports, it. that's what it that's is. It. That's what you're, it is. You're, you're, you're not trying to win champ. You're not trying to win games. This is this isn't the Cincinnati Bengals or the Tennessee Titans, you know, the Cleveland Browns, where you're trying to you you know you you want a double digit season. No, the Niners start off and end the year doing nothing but competing for a championship. That's just the way it is. Yeah, well, well said by you. Uh, my man. Um, shout out to Brandon and Tasha at the coffee shop who uh, who housed us for the yeah first, yeah definitely first part of uh, first part of this podcast. Um, and then also just once again, just want to thank all the listeners out there, uh, including those in six other countries outside the United States. Um, appreciate you guys listening across the pond. Um, I probably have to watch the Super Bowl on Monday, and so this podcast is coming on a Wednesday. You're probably listening to it Thursday, Friday, wherever you are. But uh, <laughs> pre- appreciate it, appreciate you uh, uh, for taking the time. Um, yeah. So it, move forward. It's time to move forward. Time to focus on 2020. That's it. Um, we, we, that's it. We, no more. No more talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's we, all we're gonna talk about. We, where where just, they are and what can happen. We just rocked this Miami baby to bed, and so uh, and so we're we're uh, we're gonna be uh, moving on. And so um, 
that that'll do it. We appreciate it. I know a lot of, a lot of you guys have hit us up on Twitter asking for uh for long longer podcasts, longer podcasts. Well, here yeah, you be, go. You got yeah, it. Yeah, be care be careful what yeah. you wish for. And you got you got you got a little time to c- consume this one uh as well before we get into you know our off season stuff uh and whatnot. So make sure you subscribe. You know, you know what? Now, so just so they know, now that the season's over, what are we gonna do? Do we want to give them one a week, one every two weeks? What do we want to do? Yeah, what do we want to do? See, you, you, our producing on air. Yeah, this, this, I know. We, we, we've got, we've kind of, we've kind of talked about this a lot, you know, throughout the course of the season, and I haven't been able to come up with a decision. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll see. Okay, we'll, yeah, we we won't make them, we won't make we, them listen to it, but we'll we'll come up with something. Yeah, guys, we'll work. we'll come up with something. If you have you if, all, you, if you have suggestions, you know, let us know and and yeah, you know, that, you know. I was just about to say that. Just tweet us if you have yeah, some suggestions. Yeah, some on suggestions. Like let us it. know, and then yeah, and then we'll we'll fi- we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but at some point, you know, we'll we'll make sure that you guys hear from us. Um, yeah, so make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Um, and yeah, so for. Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all later. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.